kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. It's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. Hear that sleigh. Santa's on his way. Hello and welcome to the Retro Nonsense Podcast. I'm Duke and with me as always is my good friend Chris Roberts and it is December 9th as we record this and we are at episode 32. Uh, So we're smack dab in the middle of the holiday season so we have a uh, holiday themed show for you which I'm very excited about because our main topic is uh, Chris and I each watched a Christmas movie that we haven't seen yet um, and I recommended one to him. Now, would you say you recommended uh, Scrooge to me, Chris? Yeah, well, we I ended gave up... you two options, because mm-hmm, I was trying to yeah. think of movies you hadn't seen before, or yeah. haven't watched, and um, uh, I, I mentioned Jingle All the Way and Scrooge. I think those are the two that came up right away. Yes. I think so. Yes. That sounded about right. That is correct. So I and, thought and it'd be kind no, of... And for no particular reason, these aren't necessarily um, like a top tier for me, per se, but... We're also running out of movies we haven't seen in in mm. certain genres. Like, I mean, most Christmas movies, I think me and you have probably seen, unless we're getting into, like, horror or strange genres. Or yeah. You know, like, the basics, I feel like we've both seen. Yes. We both have watched. So what sparked this was I, I rediscovered um, a movie called Just Friends um, recently. And I, I love that movie. And I had seen it many, many times in the past. And it was over... My sister's house for Thanksgiving, and it was on. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love this movie!" And it, I forgot that it was kind of Christmas themed. It's kind of like Christmas adjacent. It's you, definitely adjacent, but I also yeah. find it ironic considering, you know, early in this year uh, when we discovered how much you had all, like all this disdain for rom coms, <laughs> and well, how you're telling me you love this movie, and I'm like, I hadn't okay. even watched it yet, and I knew it was a rom com. And I, I found it uh, interesting. Now, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, say, I think you're going to put it more in the something about Mary category where there's like the raunchy comedy aspect to it. But make no <sighs> mistake, Duke, this is a rom-com. I'm not going to argue with you on that. Um, it yes. is a rom-com. But as I mentioned before during that whole lengthy discussion and back and forth that we had about rom-coms. Right. My, I see this as a comedy that has romance in it. it to me, it's no. more of a comedy, but no. that's fine. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a rom-com. Arc, we'll go with that. Arc, we're going to get into it when we talk about it. Never mind. Let's just save it. But uh, <laughs> well, I, It's go a ahead. good... I, I, I recommended this to Chris because I do like this yeah. movie. He's, he never saw it, so I was, oh, never, oh, this is perfect. I've never watched it before. Right. So I was like, you got to see Just Friends, and let's do this as our episode, and I'll watch a movie. So we kind of thought about it, and I know that I, I heard a lot about Jingle All the Way and Scrooged over the years, and both yeah. of them I hadn't seen yet. So I thought I'd throw it up on 
X and our Discord for our audience to vote on. And um, the majority of the people voted for Scrooge. So that's what I picked yeah, to watch. For, and you know what? So. I wasn't surprised because uh, within, like, well, the majority of our list listeners come from, you know, our friends. And um, a lot yeah. of our friends are uh, 80s, early 90s SNL people. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They're mm -hmm. they're definitely into Bill Murray and Aykroyd mm -hmm. and you know uh, Mike Meyer. You know those kind of people. They definitely like that vibe. Which I'm not knocking it at all. I'm just saying I wasn't surprised when that was put up. That it was I definitely going to lean that direction. I'm, I'm not even saying either. it's not the right call either. Now keep that in mind. I'm not necessarily saying okay. they shouldn't have chose that. But uh, whenever you put it to a, a a vote, I was like, well, we're watching Scrooged. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Well, I I wouldn't know because I hadn't seen either one of them. But um, I did. I, you know, I always over the years I've heard more about Scrooge. That that was something that I saw more often on social media and more people talking about it. Yeah. So I kind of thought it was going to lean that way as well. Um, so it'll be fun to talk about both movies. But before we get into the main topic, uh, we did miss last month. We had um. Our last podcast was the Halloween episode, so we kind of breezed through um, Thanksgiving season. So, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? That was pretty good. Good, yeah. good, yeah. Mine was uh, busy, which was uh, one of the reasons why we didn't get a chance to record. My mom ended up falling and breaking her hip right in the middle of Thanksgiving. Uh, she was in the hospital through Thanksgiving Day. Um, she had to have a partial hip replacement, so I was dealing with all of that, and my daughter's in the Nutcracker, and her dance season's been super rigorous, so I just had not had any time to do anything fun or for myself, so we had to kind of skip last month, but um, it, uh, even with all that being said, it was a, a good Thanksgiving. Um, got to spend time with my family, as I always enjoy, and that's where I rediscovered <laughs> Just Friends. Yeah. Um, my sister had it on at her house, but anyway, so... That being said, um, we also have to talk about the Beat the Bandy Challenge. Um, we are skipping this month, but last month we played um, uh, Devil's World, which was picked by Matt, which most of these games are picked by Matt. But um, that was really cool. It was a, a game that I had never heard of, and it was a well, it's a early... it's a Famicom exclusive. Uh, yeah, yeah, never made it to the states, um, and thanks to the Switch, um, we we're able to play it. Um, but it was like a black box era game. Um, well, real by... collectors do have it. Um, we have <laughs> well, we yeah. have the power because there. Were, okay, when I said Famicom exclusive, that's inaccurate. There was all. It also was released in PAL territories, and that's the version I have is the PAL cart. Um, but it was never released in the states, probably because of the religious aspect of it, the devil and the the symbols and all that that's in it. Yeah, it's it is weird to see that in an NES game. Um, it's a strange game. Did you play it at all? I, I didn't play it for the challenge or not, but I have mm -hmm. played it in the past. I mean, it, it's essentially kind of a Pac-Man-ish clone, right? It I is. Mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. You side scroll the screen. Uh, what's the right word? Screen scrolling? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you're definitely going through the uh, it's maze vibe and the screen. I think that's the one thing I didn't like about it is the screen isn't all, it doesn't all fit on. The the, the the play field doesn't fit on the screen, so it scrolls a little bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah and that's so, part of the challenge is the walls. That is part of the challenge, and, yeah. for sure. But I don't think so, that was initially the idea. I think initially it was like, oh, man, we can't fit it all on the screen. <laughs> Let's make it part of the challenge. <laughs> 
I don't know, but it, it was an early game by um, Miyamoto. Yeah, it, Miyamoto. it it has oh, it some uh, yeah. it has a pedigree to it for sure. Um, yeah, y- you know what I mean. So uh, there is something that's kind of cool about it, and I'm glad to see that it's kind of being discovered again for people who'd never tried it before on you know on the Switch and everything. But um, uh, it, I could see why it didn't really matter. I mean, it didn't really fit into what they were they were trying to launch their new platform in the United States. They didn't need pushback from, you know, Jerry Falwell or whoever would have not liked <laughs> the devil. You know what I mean? Like so it made sense. Yeah, and I mean the theme it is kind of strange. I mean you're it's very religious it's Christian themed. I mean you got Bibles right. and you're fighting the devil and crosses and it's it's very um it's kind of bizarre the theme. Yeah. Um for sure. And it's it's a decent game, but it's not it's not the greatest. But it was it was definitely fun to play for the challenge. I would say though, I mean I would put it on par with like Ice Climber and uh the, yeah, yeah. the plumber I mean not the plumber one, but there there's a the uh the the one that's construction based uh, Wrecking that, Crew. Wrecking crew, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I'd put it in that same same yeah. vibe. I think so. But I think uh, Matt told me it was Miyamoto's. If I'm getting that right, Miyamoto. I, I right? think so. I, I'm. I, I. I. You know. Sometimes I mix up Miyamoto with. I uh, do too. With the other guy who did uh, Balloon Fight and all that, or a uh, Joust. I mean, uh, what's his name? I uh, get him the all other mixed guy. up too. I, I, I hate to say that because I should know all these names, but <laughs> there's two major developers. Miyamoto did the Mario, and he did the. Zelda and everything. Then there's the other guy who did their other big projects. Real collectors it, would know that's, this. That's the one. I, well, no, a real gamer would. <laughs> the collector, we just collect the games. We don't. We don't care who. But made it was his. I believe it's it was his first game ever, and that's what's kind of special about it. Yeah, um, I, I, that sounds about right. He, well, I think initially he was brought into the guy that we're talking about that we or the name escaped. He <laughs> passed away a few years ago too. Um, Awada. Right? Oh, is, it, is that is who? It I thought it was Miyamoto that did it. No, no, no. But the other guy, the other oh, oh, the guy other I'm guy, talking yeah. about, the, I, the yes, other yes. name came to me, uh, Awada. That was the other yes. guy I was debating between the two. Oh, um, okay, okay. That's a, Never mind. We'll just stick with Miyamoto. Yeah, I, I think this was the first <laughs> game he worked on. That sounds right. Yeah. So it was. It was definitely fun to play for the Beat the Bandy Challenge, and 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 uh, Matt and I were back and forth. Bobby played it too. Um, he he enjoyed it quite a bit, but it was down to the wire, and I I beat him the last day at like midnight so i just barely Cheating got again. the high score in no no all fair and square but matt has a family he has to go to work uh, ah man yeah i know i'm a loser yeah. but <laughs> i i beat him at the last minute and uh we're gonna take a break as i said this month because uh just to enjoy the holidays but i had a sure, lot of fun with that devil's world um this was so, the mo- see and you know you guys rig it because you know this is the month i have the most time off and you're just like, uh, well, of course, I could say the oh. same about the summer, I suppose. But yeah, well, we, you guys we don't can want another smoke. Talk to Matt. Talk to Matt. This is his baby. Yeah, it's all his, all his decision. It's rigged. <laughs> well, I guess real quick, we'll talk about some stuff that we've been up to before we get into the main topic. So um, what have you been playing? I know you had something to talk about on that front, right? Well, yeah, I, I picked up a PS5. I, you know, I was one of those people who just really didn't care. Uh, but I knew I'd get one eventually because eventually they were going to stop supporting the PS4, which went a little longer than it should have. But shortages, whatever. It took them a while to finally make it. Now you can actually go down to any store and just buy a PS5. They're just there now. Um, which is like well, what was, we that like took a year, long time to get to that point. What, like though, year right? four or five of this thing, like 
Like it should already be working on the PS6 or something, right? But was that like um, chip shortages or something like that? What was going on? I think on it there? was a lot of things. Chip shortages, and you pro- they probably blame some on COVID. And then I just think that they just made a system that they couldn't support. I really don't know. I, I don't really, mm. and I really don't care because it's a great system. I love it. Um, I don't care that it's giant. Matter of fact, I had the choice of getting the slim or the original model. I wanted the big, fat, ugly one. <laughs> so I went with it. I actually had read some things about the new, the slim model that was kind of concerning to me. Something about, um, I don't know, a couple of things about the hard drive or something. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to stick with this monstrosity. And uh, I love it. It just looks like a big, uh, like a whale fin or something. I don't know. It's giant. It's, it's great. But uh, so I, I really bought it because I wanted the switch, to Aside from the What's Switch, that? this is your first kind of uh, modern console right because you don't have a, well, you have no, an xbox I had, one i mean ps4 well I, okay i mean i mean like the current gen like you haven't well, you, you technically speaking the switch isn't really the current gen it's it came around around the same yeah. time the ps4 came out so yeah exactly, i guess this right. is my first or this is the first new new console i suppose if they, if you want to like yeah if you want to put Even it that way of, of whatever <laughs> generation we're on six or five or seven i don't know which one we're on now but whatever the current gen is, yes, uh, this is. I guess I, I'm not much of an Xbox player because I don't really care about multiplayer, and they don't really have anything that's that exclusive that matters to me. So, mm-hmm. and I like Sony, and I like the PlayStation. I've always enjoyed the PlayStation. I got nothing against Xbox. It's just there's no reason for me to have both. I'm barely gonna right. play this. I don't want to barely play two consoles. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this is going to have the games that I care about. It, maybe the other one will too, but I don't matter. Again, it really doesn't matter to me. I like the PS, the PlayStation. So it's got the Spider-Man, which I got. Uh, it'll have the new GTA when it comes out. I mean, I know so will Xbox, but again, it doesn't matter to me. It'll have Red Dead Redemption, whenever that new thing comes out. And then there'll probably be some other titles mixed in there that I like. And I'll probably have about maybe five to ten games for this. And that's all I'll ever have on it. And I don't really And that's it. So that's just kind of what new consoles are for me. For the PS4, I probably have maybe 15 games, and that's it. So, so like, is uh, is Red Dead Redemption going to be uh, exclusive to PlayStation? No, I don't. I don't think so. But again, oh, okay. it's not really about the exclusive aspect of it to me. Sure. Uh, I I think the I think well, I'm pretty sure Spider Man's exclusive because it's a Sony property. Uh, If I'm wrong about that, go ahead and hit us on the Discord. But I think I think you're right. And I like it. I really like it. Now, some could complain that it's kind of like a. I mean, it's essentially like a modern beat 'em up style game. I mean, it has other aspects of it, and there is a lot of hand holding in it. But that's the way new games are nowadays, Duke. Like, I mean, you could literally be in a boss battle, lose, and it instantly restarts you at the checkpoint. Because, like, within a big boss battle, you'll have maybe two to four checkpoints in it. Mm hmm. And if you die in any of the state, any of the, like, once you hit whatever the checkpoint is, it basically forms, right? The boss will have three or four forms to him. So after you beat the one form, now that's where you're at. So if you die at that point, you start at that point again. They'll reload your health and everything. It doesn't even put you where you were when you died. So there's definitely a lot of hand-holding um, yeah. in this. But I don't really care because I'm just playing what they're putting it at. I don't consider that... I'm not trying to no death run it. You know what I mean? I'm just playing mm. it. So I enjoy uh, exploring the game. I mean, it's very, 
I mean, if you played the the previous Spider-Man or the Miles Morales version of it, I mean, it's essentially just more of the same. You're going over the same ground. Um, the fights are similar. It's just about who you're going up against. It's got a really nice story. It looks great. And, great. Uh, great. It's, it, it's satisfying. So Now, is Spider-Man or Peter Parker like the guy from the movie? What's his name? It's not, it's not, um, uh, I wanted to say Tobey Maguire. Well, it's none of the guys. It's none of the three. Okay, it's so not, it's a it's separate not, voice actor. It, it's a It's a different actor. It's a different face. Okay. Um, the Miles Morales, I don't believe he looks like the kid from um, the End of the Spider-Verse. I don't, I don't think so. I'd have to double check that, but I think hmm. it's a different, I think it's all different. I definitely, the Spider-Man, the Peter Parker Spider-Man and the Mary Jane and uh, the Norman, all those people, they're all different. So I'm assuming Miles is too. I just forget. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the sequel to the the animated Spider-Man yet. And so it's been a few years yeah. since I've watched the original one. So I don't know. Maybe I, don't I haven't think either. Yeah, I think it's all different. But um, so that was like the big gaming pickup I got. I also picked up other few items, and we want to just lump this all together, and then you can tell your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. I've been hitting offer up a lot, so I found me a. One of the things I've been wanting is, um, you know, I, I like my CRTs, right? But right, Duke. Sorry, I almost of called course. you Bill, and I stopped myself. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, now. You know that's a that's a major insult. Uh, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I, I like my CRTs, and um, even though I feel like they're kind of cheaply made, the internal mechanisms of them, I, they look great. So I have a SpongeBob one, and uh, I've been wanting the Mickey Mouse, and I also have the Disney Princess one because I I got it cheap and it's like looks. I was initially gonna flip it, but I realized it's kind of funny to use them in videos, especially <laughs> yeah. if it's like a horror vibe or you know like something that <laughs> shouldn't be played on that. You know what I mean? But right. um, so I got the Mickey Mouse one, and what really makes this one pop is the speakers are ears on the top of it. Mm-hmm. So. And it came with the remote, and uh, I did a little drive one day. I was a little bored, and I just felt like, you know what? I mean, it was about a 45-minute drive, but then there was also a thrift store out in that area. I figured, like, I'd kill two birds with one stone. So I drove out there and got it. Uh, it as this one lady, uh, she was, what are you going to do with it? And I was like, I'm, I'm going to use it. And she goes, what are you going to use it for? And I was like, <laughs> um nothing i don't know it doesn't matter let's just put it in my car just so i can get on down the road like she decided it was just the oddest thing and it is odd there's no doubt about it but uh you right. know, whatever lady don't worry about it you want the money or not right <laughs> so um i got that and um, another cool like so I, I grabbed a couple tapes i've been wanting recently uh one is um you know i know it's your favorite topic and it definitely is bill's favorite topic is uh, i got a survivor series tape now, this one's the reason that this wrestling tape is uh, important. It's a very, well, I, I don't want to say it's super rare, but it's, it's pretty hard to come by. It's, it's definitely not common. Um, it's from 1997, which isn't really that old, relatively speaking, but um, it had a big controversy in it. Um, so, uh, Mr. Vince McMahon, the, the previous owner, I guess he's still technically a minority owner now, but um, he became like the biggest, what they call a heel in wrestling. Uh, during the late 90s so we're talking like 97 98 99 even into the early 2000s he was definitely the biggest heel uh all you know anytime they matched him up against uh like whether wrestling actually wrestling in a match or just like um 
being the, the pseudo manager for somebody, like sicking somebody on on the good guy, they automatically got all the what they refer to as heat. So like if you wanted to like make a, a like a baby face, that's the good guy. You want to make him hot, you kind of put him in a program against Vince McMahon. But uh, he was the evil Mr. McMahon character. But as it works with wrestling, a lot of it's based in reality. Um, he was having a like a financial issue with the company at the time because they were um, a rival company was kind of taking a lot of their their viewership and uh, they were taking a lot of their wrestlers when their contracts were coming up. So they were, you know, what they would refer to as like they were in a fight for their life, right? Basically, a fight mm-hmm. for their financial life, and. Um, so McVince had to kind of make a financial decision. He had signed uh, a wrestler a few years earlier, well, like a year or so earlier, uh, Bret Hart. He re-signed him to like this really long-term contract. And now by today's standards, it seems kind of cheap, but it was like a $20 million contract, right? For over okay. 20 years or something. It was supposed to be like this long-term contract. which now 20 be a years? Complete, yeah, it was like he gave him like basically a lifetime contract, right? Because okay. he, he was just like a homegrown product, he had been with the company since the very early 80s. Um, the guy was kind of a product of his father's wrestling company up north. We're getting a little too deep into this. But um, <laughs> anyway, so he realized, like, I, I he's just not, I, I got to cut this salary or whatever his reasonings were. He, he decided, it, you know, there's this guy, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was starting to get hot. And uh, he knew he had a month, like a, a gold mine coming. He had the rock in the, like, this is like the beginning stages of these wrestlers, right? That they were mm-hmm. just going to blow up. He didn't need Brett no more. So he decided to let him out of his contract so he could sign with the rival company for a bigger, uh, a bigger short-term payday. He was going to basically make probably about a third, maybe a quarter of what he was going to make, but in like two years. You know what I mean? So he was going to mm-hmm. get like a big contract. You know, I think it was going to be like $3 million, Maybe it was like a $9 million contract, but for three years, right? So, um... So they were having, and there's even a pretty fascinating documentary on it. They he, they actually, it's like pretty unprecedented too, because uh, Vince was very protective over his product. So he there was like this company who was doing a wrestling documentary um, called Wrestling with Shadows. So you see all this backstage stuff going on. So you kind of see this all playing out like behind the scenes. So you could tell like there was this big issue that like Bret Hart didn't, he was the champion at the time. So they had to get the belt off him to get him out. You know, they all they got to do is just take the belt. But for storyline purposes, they don't want to mm-hmm. just, you know, strip the title. It cheapens it, right? So they wanted him to lose to his biggest rival, which was this guy, Shawn Michaels, right? But he mm-hmm. didn't want to lose to Shawn. He didn't mind losing to him, but he didn't want to lose to him in his hometown because that was basically the day his contract was going to expire, was going to be. It just all the stars aligned where his contract was expiring on the day the, of this last pay-per-view and the next day he didn't have to do anything he could have just said you or sorry he could have just said <laughs> f you and just walk you know it's been like i'm not gonna do it like he didn't have he wasn't legally contracted to do it anymore right so vince wanted to make sure he he told brett ahead of time fine we're gonna do um they had a word for it, but essentially we're just going to have like a disqualification and then you guys could wrestle the next night on Monday Night Raw and then you could lose the belt to him there. But I don't think he really thought Brett was going to go through with it. So it's referred to as the Montreal screw job. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince McMahon's at ringside during this match and there's a point where Shawn Michaels is putting him in his own 
he's putting Brett in his own finishing move. Now, the the idea was Brett was going to kick out of it or whatever, right? And that's the way right. it was supposed to play out. Brett knew he was going to do this, but he was going to, like, grab the ropes or whatever. He was going to do something to get out of the move, right? But Vince right. jumps up and just says, ring the bell, ring the bell. So they ring the bell, and they they said the match was over, and the guy had won. And so Brett's standing there stunned, and it's like you're seeing like a real thing in wrestling. It's like it was <laughs> his reaction is 100% genuine. Now, all the other players, the referee, Sean. Now, Sean for years acted like he didn't know about it. He always said he didn't know, but in reality, he did. Vince, so, so it was three people who were in on it or at least three people that were ringside that were kind of in on what was going to happen and Brett wasn't one of them. So it was it's like this real this real drama playing out and, and right in front of your eyes and and it was the birth of this evil Vince McMahon character cuz then he leaned in on it. Cuz prior to that, the general public didn't even know he was the owner. You got to keep in mind yeah. this was like pre big time internet. Like 97 the internet was a thing, but uh, most people thought of him as a ring announcer. Or, so Vince McMahon was is really a, a a heel like in real life he's a jerk in real life oh yeah he, <laughs> it's he and that's the thing is your characters are always better when they're actually who you are when you lean in on your real personality because he's a real life mm -hmm. heel there's no doubt about it but he's also kind of a self made man I mean he got a loan from his father to um, <clears throat> well he bought the company off his father he, I guess the, his father loaned him the money to buy him out, if that makes any sense. I might be a little off on that. But essentially, he bought his company, his father's company off of him for a million dollars. And um, something like that. Anyways, he made the money back quick because he decided to change the way wrestling was. He uh, turned it from like a regional thing into a worldwide thing. Uh, before, wrestling was always in territories. So the WWF would primarily only be in New York, up upper Northeast, and then there would be a Florida territory and a South Carolina and Minnesota and so on, right? So each of these mm -hmm. promoters had these sections of the, of the country. But he started taking his tapes and shopping them around and buying up time slots in all these markets. And it was kind of like a mafia thing back then. Like, he, you know. So he's kind of like a trailblazer and stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot of things to kind of admire about what he did business-wise, but... Um, you're right, though. I mean, he's definitely a real heel. Anyway, back to the tape. It's hard to find. I caught a guy slipping on it. And then he kind of caught me slipping, sort of, because he, he sent it off in a bubble mailer. Thank, thank whoever, uh, whatever your God of choice is, that it actually made it. <laughs> I can't believe it, too. Like, it could have easily got crushed. I mean, I would have got my money back, but the tape would have been destroyed, you know? But uh, somehow it made it. So anyway, uh, side, enough of that side story. There's another cool tape that I got. So there was a, an 80s horror movie um, that was made for TV called uh, Don't Go to Sleep. I don't know if you ever heard of that movie. No. Well, um, it, it has a couple of people that you would recognize, but one of, the, one of the main characters that you would recognize is the kid from Poltergeist, the, the boy, the one that got okay. beat up by the yeah. clown. So he's in mm -hmm. it. Um, it's, essentially a, clown. Yeah, it's essentially a movie about... Um, a family who's moving, uh, one of their, their daughters died, and she kind of coming back as a ghost, and things, you know, bad stuff is happening, right? Uh-huh. So if you make a ghost movie, you got to get the kid from the most popular ghost movie, I guess. Oh, yeah, of course. So that makes sense. Anyway, it's it's rare, too. It's super rare. It had a very limited release in, uh, like, 91, I believe. 
1991. And um, you can't find the tape. It's like it, anytime it pops up, someone's trying to get like 500 bucks for it, you know? And it's like one. Like you, you, there's never a time where there's several. Except this time. I was able to find um, a promotional copy and it doesn't have the original cover, but I really don't care because this, like, this is pretty rare. And um, so this was something that would have been shipped out to like rental stores or um, uh, maybe tape distributors, you know, because mm -hmm. it was a, uh, you know, like, hey, check this out. We want to release it. Here's a preview of it. Let us know if you like it. We'll send you some copies, kind of thing. And right. um, yeah, I got it cheap, like thirty bucks, which uh, it, you know, considering. You know, the standard one goes for six hundred. This should have been in that same ballpark. It's, it's actually rarer, really. But the, so what uh, the condition person, is the cup, the the slip in and everything? Well, it doesn't have its original slip because it probably didn't have like. Sometimes the the promo copies will come up in a mocked up slip cover that will look similar to the release, but sometimes they'll come in just like a. Like, I, I have a Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which is a media company release, and I have one of their promo copies, and it just came in a box that said media promo copy. So it didn't even, like, mention the name of the movie right. on, like, so it was a generic slip. So this just came in, like, he just used, like, a regular blank tape slip. So it's just, like, in a scotch. I'm sure mm -hmm. that's not what it came in. It might have came in. I doubt it, though. But what I'll do is I'll just stick it in, like, a cool rental case. You know, mm -hmm. like, I'll just, I'll, I'll keep it stored in a different way like it's i'm just happy to have the movie because you even trying to find the movie you really can't find it like it's not like i mean it might be on youtube but it's 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 definitely hard to find and you can't find it in a physical form so i was pretty happy with that and, and the last little have thing you watched it yet uh i watched half of it i haven't had a chance to watch the whole thing but i just watched enough to make sure it's fine and the night the what makes this one kind of a cool promo copy is Sometimes you get the promo copy and they'll have a, a message going across the bottom of the screen mm. that will say promotional copy. Um, right. This one doesn't. So it, it kind of depends on the distributor. Probably like your higher quality distributors, like maybe an MCA might have had MCA, property of MCA on it. Um, but, uh, or, so, you know, sometimes they'll just have, especially newer promo promos, like anything that was probably in the later 90s, early 2000s would definitely have that on there. Sometimes there are also those four-year consideration copies that are sent out, that are sent out to like, um, like people like our good friend Curtis, uh, people who are in the Screen Actors Guild to uh, review mm -hmm. the movie and uh, probably voting for Oscars and stuff like that. Um, right. Those, those get sent out and they have a little thing on the bottom sometimes that'll be so that'll say that and uh they're not actually supposed to they're supposed to destroy their copies when they when they're done with them too i believe mm. anyway it doesn't matter i've so, never watched any any of curtis's stuff for the record so in case uh, <laughs> in case the academy's listening he's he, he follows <laughs> the rules with it being a, a made for tv movie can you tell where the commercial cuts were did they yeah, you you can kind yeah. of feel like where they they don't have they don't have a spot for them, but right, you you know but... you always got that feeling like maybe the music would lead up, yeah, and yeah. then and then you know when you come back it's it's a little more mellow you know what I mean so you can kind of tell like I I definitely went through probably two different commercial breaks, um yeah. but it 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 doesn't take anything away from it it's oh, basically no, no. like um there's a, a couple other big horror movies that came out during the late 70s 80s that were made for tv you know one of them would be duel 
right? The Steven yeah. Spielberg oh, those movie. Great. Yeah. And yeah. that's a great one. Um, there's also, um, Oh, how did I forget them that quickly? Uh, there's Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, which was uh, was was pretty cool. That I remember watching with my parents. Shocking, I know, but <laughs> uh, yeah, they didn't have no filter. Um, they didn't care. And then oh, uh, and uh, Salem's Lot. That was another big one. Matter of fact, for years, that was like the most watched television show of of all time, or definitely a uh, maybe not television show, but made for TV movie. Like that that mm-hmm. had that that set major records. So. Um, there was definitely a time where they were really going out of their way to make Orca is another one. It's kind of like a Jaws ripoff, um, mm. but it was about an Orca, and that was another made-for-TV horror movie. But gotcha. Uh, and then one last thing: uh, I recently was a vendor at the at the Whammy Tape Swap. So Whammy uh-huh. Analog Media. That's a so it's kind of a mom. Well, it is. It's a mom and pop store in uh, Los Angeles, right there on Sunset Boulevard. And um, they have VHS and a little bit of Laserdisc, a little bit of beta, but primarily it's a VHS store uh, used, right? And, um, well, they kind of get into newer stuff, too. Like, distributors will send them stuff. So it's definitely a community vibe, which I really – Eric and his wife, uh, very nice people. I mean, they always give me a spot if I want one and even provide me a table, which is – more than kind and they're very nice people uh, they don't they don't care what i sell my stuff for because the first one i went to i i kind of was like because i i bring a lot of equipment i try to stand out from the other vendors like most of the other vendors are really leaning in on obscure tapes which is cool don't get me wrong but somebody's got to be the the flip side of it you know what i mean yeah so yeah i i bring uh i i this time i brought four tv vcr combos and sold them all. I brought a bunch oh, of VCRs, cool. sold about a half of them. Actually, slightly over half. But what I really lean in on is the common tapes. So tapes that I would normally source here locally, you know, sometimes 50 cents a piece, sometimes five for a dollar, some, you know, various prices. But I never pay more than a dollar for them. I'll take them there and I'll sell them two for five. And they're getting a yeah. great deal because locally in Los Angeles, you're not going to find tapes for $2.50. You're just not. I've hit mm-hmm. their thrift stores. It's ridiculous. They're like 4 or $5 a tape. And uh, even at Whammy, uh, they definitely have some $3 variety tapes. And sometimes he blows some stuff out. But, um, you know, the tapes that I'm selling, he probably would sell for $3 and up. Uh, so I remember initially I was like, hey, I'm kind of like selling these things. for." He goes, you know what? Me and my wife talked about it. You sell it for whatever you want. We're not going to get involved in that. So I'm just like, you know what? I appreciate that because, you know, I want to undercut you. And he's like, ah, it doesn't matter. I'm like, all right. So. That's cool. Yeah, that was really successful. I got rid of a lot of stuff. And, you know, I actually kind of made a, well, I wouldn't say a hard decision. But one of the combos I kind of was thinking of keeping because it's, I don't know, I liked it. But I'm like, eh, you know what? I got enough. You know, let me go ahead and get rid of it. (laughs) Sold it. Yesterday, I picked up the same model and everything, and it's better, dude. And it was cheaper. This thing is oh, mint. Nice. Condi- I, well, I don't want to say mint because that's a little overused. But it is in super nice condition, and uh, I, and it's better than the one that I sold. And I'm just like, you know what? I put it out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I remember saying, it's like, I- I'll find another one. Found another one. Cool. And it's yeah. it's like brand new. It's really nice. I did pick up a couple laser discs while I was there from another vendor. I got the Exorcist and um, and uh, I upgraded my Full Metal Jacket because I somebody gave me a, a Full Metal Jacket on laser disc, but 
the disc is was perfect, but the cover was just like trashed. It had got wet and it was all tore up and everything. So, yeah, it was a couple of bucks. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and grab that. But um, yeah. Oh, and I did get. Uh, I mentioned this on the last uh, VHS show. You would know it if you tuned in, Duke. But and when you didn't. <laughs> I tried. But, um, I promise. <laughs> um, I got uh, the first print of uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's the Wizard release. And uh, mm. a friend on Instagram gave me a real great deal on it, and so uh, and I'll say I'll say deal because that's what D- uh, Bill likes to give me a hard time about that. Even <laughs> though this guy mispronounces every word, have you ever listened to Bill talk? A boat. And, oh wow! And I mean, he's Canadian, sorry. of course. Yeah. Come on, sorry. <laughs> what does sorry, that even mean? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, oh, and one oh, last funny. thing, and this is it. The last thing I got in the mail today, which I'm pretty happy about. Um, so I've been picking up these uh, VHS camcorders. They're Panasonic's, right? And okay. I got three of them, and uh, and I've got them all cheap, like five bucks or ten bucks. I think the most I paid was fifteen for one of them. So I got three different ones. They all come in these different cases. I, I don't even know which one I want to keep. I definitely, well, I know which one I want to keep, but I, I I don't know what I want to get rid of. They just look neat. But the, the, the downside of them is all their batteries are shot, and you can't even charge them. They all have working chargers, but you can't charge them. But they have, a, they have the plugs, so you can plug them in and use them. I mean, they work, but it's very hmm. inconvenient about, you know, if you wanted to go out and about messing around, right? Have you looked online to see if you can get Well, like, this uh... is what I'm getting at. So when I was at Whammy, I noticed one of their Eric's employees was using one and i was like man she must have a working battery because there's no plug so i went over there and i was like hey so what's the deal where'd you get that battery at and it's like man it's like i should have like what did i why didn't i think about this she goes well i got it on ebay and i was like well was it new old stock she goes no they're they're somebody makes them they're brand new and i was like really i figured there'd be something like that really and she's like yeah because i wouldn't think they'd be making brand new versions of them but brand new and i i bought it Came charging everything, plugged it in, works perfect. So I'm gonna That's buy cool. one for each of the other ones, so all three of them will work. And then if I get rid of one, you know, probably up the value. Which, honestly, I probably should just sell it as is because they don't, they don't, they're not really worth a lot. Maybe about 40, 50 bucks. And these batteries. So you can go like, around now and, and record things with a VHS tape in there. That's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, it's our our phones are better quality. But, well, of course. <laughs> but it's not really about that, though, is it? No, no. That's just fun. You know, it's, just, it's just for the fun, right? I still have so, my, um, what is it, High 8? Uh, well, I, I have mine I... too, and those batteries actually still hold a charge. So Yeah, I bought that back when, um, before Bobby was born to kind of record you know, some early stuff. When, sure. And that was the, the new thing back then. There wasn't any of this digital stuff. But, um, right. So I, mean, I was 20, 24, or I'm sorry, probably 21, 22 years ago I bought that, sure. and I still have it. I have a whole lot of home video on Hi8. <laughs> yeah, and those so. are great. You know, I actually have a Hi8 VCR. Really? I was at a swap meet one time, and and this guy was, and it, it came with the actual Hi8 camera too. I do have another. I forgot I had that one. It's in another box, but within this case, I open it up, and there was the a Hi8 camera, but it was kind of a new, uh, like a. Uh, it's definitely not the kind you have. This was a little more, this was kind of the in-between between uh, the VHS style looking and the kind that you have and that I have. So it still, mm-hmm. it's a little more mechanical feel to it, you know, a little more mm-hmm. metal-ish. And, um, 
but it came with a little VCR. And it's it's wow. it's cool, man. It works great. Like I never really messed with the camera much, but the VCR works perfect. Because I just use the camera as a VCR. You just plug. I it know, in the, but it, the I just think it's kind of neat to have a separate VCR for it, though. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know? Like, yeah, you could just plug the v- the the camera right in, and these all plug right in too. They all have the audio video out on them. You just plug them directly mm-hmm. to whatever you want to watch, and they look great on it too. Like, you know, when you look through the little viewfinder, because they don't, they didn't. The the VHS ones didn't have the little viewfinder like the little flip screen like your hi8 does mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you would just look into the the where you where, where you're looking yeah. to record the viewfinder you would look through that so they didn't have the little right. camera or the little uh, mini tv screen but when you look through that they, it looks all like washed out and grainy and everything but then when you put it on the tv it looks pretty good so i was like oh so that's very cool anyway so what'd you get you get anything well, uh, yeah, I'll start with some pickups. I guess the biggest thing sure. is that I don't think we talked about this on last episode, but that lot that I got from you of horror tapes. Um, oh, no, I don't think you got it yet. Yeah, uh, so I was super excited about that. Um, you gave me a great deal on some uh, horror tapes, and uh, I was able to watch some of them during the Halloween season. I watched uh, Reanimator, which you uh, I bought from you. Um, yeah. It was uh, kind of like a sounds corny but like a dream come true to watch like that's one of my favorite 80s horror films um i love that movie and it was so fun to watch that in my room here on vhs now i know that wasn't the prettiest girl to dance but that was the best out of the ones that i had not for the right man i I just want you to know i i made sure to send you the better (laughs) one because i i knew you i knew it mattered to you but they were all like former rentals and they all you know like that is one of the other ones I sold for, you know, because I, I remember I told you kind of what they're going for. I sold one at max value and it was in rough shape, and that dude was happy to get it. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, really? Well, it, <laughs> this thing is ugly. Hey, man, it it played great on my uh, uh, VCR and it looked great, and I had a great time watching it in my room. Oh, here, so I'm that's glad to hear that. About. Well, yeah, I know, but great, I wanted so. you to have like something you'd be proud to have too. You know? No, I appreciate it, and man, you gave me a great deal, and you gave me some great movies um other ones I'm, I'm looking at them right now children of the corn silver bullet pumpkin head the omen um the bride of the reanimator yeah. um i think christine you gave me as well or did i already have that one i can't remember but it was a, it was a great lot uh, no i and, think christine uh, was in that lot i'm pretty sure okay. it was i think i think yeah. you got about eight or nine tapes if i remember correctly something yeah. like that or yeah, Night of the Living Dead, another one. Yep. Nightmare on Elm Street Three, The Dream Warriors. Yeah, that That's one had a little one. bit of writing on the cover. I kind of, but you know, I, that was kind of probably a throw-in at that point. I think. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I appreciate the deal, and uh, that was a, a great, great horror lot for me to get. So I really expanded my collection. So that was, that was probably the best pickup I've had in a, in a long time. Um, but well, also, I was I happy to. This be, too. It, 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 that was actually pretty lucky because I remember you wanting some of those. We were talking about it a little bit earlier in the month, right? How you were yeah. looking yeah. to beef well, up Well, yeah, your I mentioned on our last episode that I wanted to really up my horror VHS collection. I was really kind of yeah. focused on that. And then next thing you know, you're like, hey, I just bought this huge lot. And I was this like, crazy well, lot. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I won't get into it because it's too big of a story, but uh, I, huge lot dude and yeah, i did talk a little bit about it on the vhs well i talked a lot of it out on the on the other show we uh me and bill do if you ever want to check uh-huh. it out midnight is flashing you check that Great out show. on youtube yep and uh i go into it. It, it it's a little long but um 
It was a lot of tapes, man. And w- the second I saw the reanimator, I said, "Why, well, man? I'm gonna make someone's day." And then it was like three of them. <laughs> and I'm like, no. and then there was like two or three of the bride of the reanimator. I'm like, man, he's gonna get all of them. Yeah. So, so that was re- when you showed me those pictures. I was looking through them. I was like, oh my gosh, look at this, look at this. I was showing yeah. my wife and Bobby. I was like, oh my gosh. So it was a it was fantastic crazy. lot. And I was thankful that I was able to partake in some of them because. <laughs> It was just perfect timing because I was just kind of focused on that. So that was really Yeah, cool. it really worked out. Yeah. And then um, I don't think I mentioned this last time either, but I, I found that a record store, because um, I've been kind of, as I mentioned a couple times, really into vinyl collecting. I'm having a lot of fun with that. I found a Superman 2 soundtrack vinyl, and it was a special radio show contest winner. And it had yeah, an, yeah, auto- yeah. It had an autograph. Yeah, put the picture up. Yeah, yeah, put it on the I'll put a, I'll put it up again, but it is on the Discord if you scroll up you can see it. But it had a um Christopher Reeve autograph in there, signed and everything. I don't think it was an his actual signature, I think it was a printed one. But it doesn't um, matter. But, it was definitely a contest uh package. Yeah, and one, and one there's a sticker on the album that it, it's a local uh, local to me radio station, so it was really cool as well. It was from Baltimore. That is cool. A uh a station I used to listen to all the time. And um it had a typed letter in there uh, explaining that the T-shirt was going to be on the way and all this other stuff. It was the coolest thing. I got it for like 10 bucks. I was like, this is so cool. It's really good condition. So that was a really cool find because I like collecting those types of uh, records, like um, pop culture movies and stuff like that from the yeah, 80s. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, John Williams, it's a fantastic score and everything. So it's fun to throw that on and listen to it. So that was a really cool find. But that, those are the really only uh, pickups that I can think of that – I got since our last discussion on that, but um, so I guess I'll talk about what what I've been playing. Um, aside from the beat the bandy challenge, I did play through. I just beat it like two days ago. Um, I have the Castlevania um advanced collection that I bought on the Switch. Uh, I got it on sale for like five bucks, I think, or something. Um, and that's different yeah. from the Castlevania anniversary collection, which I also have because I'm a huge Castlevania fan, obviously, but I had never played um, any of these advanced games because I was never a handheld guy. I never had handhelds or Game Boys when I was a kid. I did later on get the um, advance, and then I had um, uh, 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 the original... Um, so, so this is like Circle of the Moon and... Uh... Circle of the Moon, uh, yes, I, and I played through that last year, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, And me this too. is the second one. It's called Harmony of Dissonance. Harmony, yeah, and these are all kind of based off of um, uh, the PlayStation game. Um, well, this one especially. I was really surprised how much it was similar to um, Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night, there you go. Yeah, it's almost like a, it's a very similar game, and it does have some differences. Um, right, but, but they very, were kind of like sequels. They You wouldn't connect those to the NES games. You would connect those more no, to exactly. the PlayStation game. Exactly, right. They were like sequels and in, in, in a similar vein as the PlayStation game. You're exactly right. Yeah, and nobody um, would connect them to those dreaded N64 games for sure. <laughs> those are terrible. Yeah, they those are. Those are terrible. But, um... I still want to get that though for the N64. I don't have that for my. I just because I did have it back in the day, and I remember even back then I was like, "This is weird. This is not normal. This is not like a." I wasn't. It wasn't expecting a. It was just bad. They had motorcycles in it. It was just. A, it was the weirdest game. Yeah, it was strange. But Harmony Dissonance, which I just beat, I've really, really enjoyed it. Really fun game. Have you ever played it, Chris? No, I did play Circle of the Moon though. 
and I remember mm-hmm. playing that and beating it. But I, I never. I, I think that's kind of the time where I, my, I sh- something interest shifted. I just never got them. But yeah. I mean, I recognize I'd probably love them. Well, I don't think it's very expensive on the Switch. I just downloaded it. You know, again, no, I, it I know. Sale. But at the time, you know, it was a Game Boy Advance titles, right? And um, yes, yes, yeah. Right, and then matter of fact, there's even a combo pack that I think have both games on it. That's kind of rare too. But um, okay, I mean for the collector people out there who are still <laughs> right. So there's a third one I haven't played yet. I'll play that at some point. There was three, I believe, three games for the advance, right? Castlevania games. Um, so there's, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I just played the middle one, Harmony of Dissonance, but uh, it was great, great game. Um, super tight controls, um, very fun levels, and it's, you know, it's a cast, it's a Metroidvania. So you're, it's that that style where you're coming across areas you can't get to yet until you get your upgrades. Um, great em- enemies. I mean, you're constantly just like S- Symphony of the Night. You're constantly running into new enemies, even way, way late in the game. So that was really fun to see all those fresh. I mean, there's got to be dozens and dozens of different enemies. Um, very satisfying to whip and, and kill the enemies. Just a great, great game. Lots of fun. I guess my only complaint is, well, <laughs> funnily enough, much like Symphony of the Night, the, the story and dialogue is awful. It is just corny and weird, and I just could care less about any of that. Right. I, I, mean, I always read through it because I'm just anal that way, but, I mean, it is just a the corniest and strangest story. <laughs> it just doesn't make much sense and it's just terrible. But that's kind of that kind of goes along with that that um style because that's how Symphony of the Night was as well. I had that infamous voice acting that is just so bad. Die monster. You don't belong in this world. It was not by my hand that I'm once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. Tribute? You steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. Your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. But yeah, um, aside from sure. that, it's it, it's great. And I guess my only my one other complaint is it's not it's not very difficult. Um, I guess the difficulty is more in that you're exploring and finding the upgrades to open the new areas, but you don't really have much trouble killing the enemies, and there's really not a lot of platforming um, like the original Castlevania series. So that's it wasn't very difficult. And even by the time you you know by the time I got to the last boss, I was so overpowered from trying to 100% the map and getting all the, the upgrades and all the you know because you level up and everything like that. That I there, there was no way I was going to die. I could have just kept on replenishing my life with all my potions or whatever, and right. you know, it just I, I think I killed him in, in a minute. <laughs> so I was so overpowered at the end that there was very little challenge to the game, but it was still fun to play, and I really, really enjoyed it. So uh, it was it was fun to delve into a retro Castlevania game that I had never played before, and I still have a couple a couple more to to play that I haven't played before. So that's really fun, and that that's one of the things I love about the Switch is you can kind of discover. Just like with Devil's World, some of the games were not available that um, have a cool history to them and everything. So that's what I've been playing. And um, let's see here. Watching. Uh, the only thing I was I want to mention is, I, are you interested in that? I've been hearing a lot of buzz about this Godzilla movie. Uh, oh, the, Godzilla I, well, minus I, I, I one. I will say, I, I will say 
without seeing the movie, then the title seems ridiculous to me. So what's the sequel going to be? Like uh, Godzilla divided by four? Or I mean, it's just weird. <laughs> like minus one. It's I, a strange I am assuming title. when I. I'm assuming when I, if I watch the movie, the the title will make sense, but it's I don't know. It's well, it's a Japanese. It's subtitled. It's a Japanese production. Yeah, no, um, that doesn't bother me. I don't mind subtitles. No, no. I can read, but you know. No, in fact, uh, I, I enjoy that quite a bit. But I am hearing so much positive buzz. Yeah, I, I, I matter of fact, I haven't heard anything negative. No, I, I, I hear it is, like, mind-blowingly good. Like, so good. So I'm really eager to see that because... Yeah, me too. I, I, I don't know if I'll go to the theaters to see it, even though I probably should watch it that way. Maybe I, I don't think you can. It's a, it's a very limited release, and contractually, they cannot go past December. So if you oh. don't see it this month, you can't oh, see well, it. Oh, well, that's when there's... I plan on seeing it, like, uh, on my vacation in a week or so. Yeah, and even even that being said, though, I think it's very limited. Like, I know well, there's well, one let me, theater let me, let me, me tell you something, Duke. Uh, I, 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 I'm a... I'm a traveler, Duke. Uh, oh, you Los live in Angeles California, that, too. That's where the... Los Angeles isn't that far from me, buddy. But oh. it actually is playing locally. A friend <laughs> posted it. I, I can actually watch it here in Fresno. Yeah, I don't know if I'll get to see it in a the theater. I really do want to, but because I again, I, a lot of people that I respect and trust um, are saying it's like fantastic. So I'm I'm eager to see that and and check it out. But um, I have been watching. You know, I, I really love the Christmas season and I've uh, been really into it. In fact, I just went to see the Train Garden. I know we had that discussion before the the term yes. Train Garden, <laughs> but I went and saw that this afternoon when I dropped my daughter off to dance, and it was really cool to see that. You, you say yeah. it, you, okay? Wait, wait, let me let me let me stop you there. You say it's limited. Uh, I, it's in every single theater in my area. Okay, I think that's because it's <laughs> so doing we're, we're so in a well. Test. We're in the right market. Yeah, we're in the right market. Yeah, well, you know, being in the you know the hoity-toity California doesn't doesn't hurt. But I think wow. that it's doing so well that they're really trying to get it out there before their contract, you know, for this month ends. So I think they well because that, that that new Godzilla movie's coming out soon too, right? Exactly. That's and why. there's they also can't... a TV series on Apple. I didn't even know that there is an Apple series yeah. about Godzilla as well. So. Gotcha. Well, uh, people are saying this is the best Godzilla movie ever made. Now, I don't know if that's just hyperbole, yeah, or, you know, but yeah, that's what okay. Let's I'm telling down. people. No, but, are, okay, so then what's the second best? That's subjective. I, I have no idea. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I've never watched a Godzilla movie that I thought, my God, that was the best movie ever. And I've seen a lot of different movies, they're fine. If this is the well, best, that, then I'll be happy with that. Uh, I, I don't yeah, know of one I, that. Blew I'm just my saying mind. that the buzz. The buzz, the hype is is extreme. I'm hearing no, no, people. I, like, I I agree with you, but what I'm saying is, I think the bar is kind of low on that. So if you say uh, yeah, this is the yeah. best Godzilla movie, it that's could true. Be that by default, <laughs> it's Godzilla. Because right. I, I mean, they're all pretty mediocre, man. Like that's I, true. I, even the ones who were like the American based ones over the last few years, mind you, are decent movies. But one of them was so dark, I was like, what, what what's going on here? And then, like, there was no continuity with the characters. Like, one minute, uh, Eleven from Stranger Things in it. Another one, it's like, uh, break, uh, Heisenberg's in one of them. It's like, can we get a little... Where's all these characters going? I, maybe yeah, they I died. never saw... I, I never saw them. I did see the um, the King Kong. I, I did not like that at all. So I just kind of gave up on the whole universe. So the now, are you talking Samuel about... Samuel Jackson? Oh, so that's the newer King Kong. You're not Skull talking Island? about the... Yeah, you're not talking about the one that uh, Peter Jackson made. You're talking about the, that was there's a, that was terrible too. But no, I yeah. I didn't 
I didn't see. I mean, I saw the. Um, well, I think this new one coming out is Kong versus Godzilla. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the one that's coming out in a few weeks or whatever. I so think we'll it's see. a few weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see how that. Hey, goes. you know what? I'm I'm happy that you know anytime uh, one of these sub genres or whatever you know like this uh, fan base is happy. That's great. I'm not. I'm not hating. It's good. also I, great. I'm glad they're happy. That's that's awesome. It's also great that this was a very low budget movie, and apparently it looks amazing. But I think they're saying the budget was like fifteen million bucks, like That's really not much. low budget. That's not no, much. No, no. But they're no. saying it looks like a it looks like a movie that was made for two hundred million. They're saying it looks unbelievable, and they don't even know how they pulled it off with such a low. Well, budget. Well, let me so. tell you, I'm I'm happy for them because some of these studios should be doing more of that because um, you know uh, yeah. you, you're putting yeah. all this extra polish on it, and uh, they're coming to find out it doesn't matter, and some of them aren't looking very good. So um, if yeah. Godzilla's yeah. putting out uh, this minus one, uh, putting out some great looking video, because I saw a little clip. And it looked pretty cool. Like I didn't watch much of it. I just saw like a brief clip on, uh, on on X. I guess we're going by the name X because you said it earlier. We're we're not calling it Twitter no more. We're leaning in on X. I'll call it whatever the heck you want. I, I, that's what it's called now. Oh, so I don't why, care either. But I mean, the fact that you said X earlier, I didn't know if you were taking a stand yeah. or not. Uh, no, I, there's no stand. <laughs> just, okay. That's what they You're call just like, it. Now, no, so. it says X on the screen when I push it. It uh-huh. says X. So Twitter but, is gone. So well, when you go to the website though, it actually still says Twitter. It's weird. Oh, does it's like, it? Dude, I don't know. Yeah, if you go like on like a desktop, which who does that anymore other than you know Canadians? Uh, yeah, who does that? <laughs> like, I, 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 like Bill and all them, they're always talking about their desktop, and I'm like, dude, what? You have one? Of uh, yeah, those? I haven't used. I haven't used no. a desktop in like. I don't know, twelve years or something. I don't know. Maybe I more. I can't remember the well. I can remember the last time I owned one, and I, it's still sitting like with a bunch of cobwebs on it, and it probably doesn't work <laughs> anymore. It probably got viruses or something on it. I think that's like the fourth time you've uh, you threw some um, shade at Bill. Oh, that's pretty funny. I, I have to. Hey, listen, he never mentions me on his other podcast ever, ever. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna show him what it feels like. The opposite way, though. I'm giving Bill all the praise. <laughs> Good old Bill. Last thing I want to mention is uh, this was pretty cool. My wife had, you know, we had our race uh, in our little um, hiatus and um, during Thanksgiving season and uh, our Tuckahoe 25K race that my wife puts on and me and Bobby ran in that. But Travis from Polykill uh, came down again. This is the second time he's ran this race. He drove like seven hours from Virginia to run my wife's race. <laughs> Wow! Really cool to hang out with him again. Um, and he came to the house and took a shower here, and we hung out in my room for like an hour or so and chit chatted. So that was really cool. Really cool to see him again. It's it's I don't get too many opportunities to to share my hobby or my room with people of a like mind, and it was really cool to have somebody sit in here in my room and um, you know talk it up. So that was really cool. So I I it was a pleasure to see him again and and catch up with him. And it was cool that he uh, ran my wife's race and he did very well. He beat his uh time like by 30 minutes from his last time that he ran wow, it so that's he amazing. did really he did really well so just wanted to kind of throw that in there as well so i guess we're at our main topic now so how do you want to do this chris do you want to go first with your viewing of just friends that i highly recommended do you want to sure do you want to go first might, might as okay. well because well well we know we got people really wanting to hear about scrooged so I think yeah. that's the play, right? We let we we make them sit through this part. I mean, I guess they can yeah. fast forward. <laughs> right, right. I guess they can fast it, forward, but um, we hope they. How don't dare do they? That. They better yeah, not. Yeah, I know that would be so rude because like I would never do that to their podcast. 
I have a tracker. I can tell if somebody fast forwards, so beware. Oh, yeah, we get on top. <laughs> we know exactly who does it, too. But anyways, all right, so you recommended this, uh, you know, what you're calling a comedy. I'm calling it correctly a rom-com. It has okay. Ryan Reynolds in it and a bunch of other people that I, I recognize, but I can't tell you what their names are. Amy Smart and okay. Anna Ferris. What else is she in? I know she was in something else. She oh, she was familiar. in a ton of movies in like the late '90s era, yeah. early 2000s. I, I, I like her a lot. She's great. Yeah, but, no, um, she was really I, good. I'll I, let you do I, your overall. Your I like the cast, even though. Okay, we'll we'll go over the basics before I start to nitpick, right? So yeah. Uh, yep. Ryan Reynolds is a you. You get the perspective of him when he's still kind of young, uh, teenage, late teens. Um, he's he's heavy. You know, he's definitely overweight. Uh, bad act, bad hair, bad fit. Everything's bad, right? Um, dorky, the retainer. got yeah. a retainer. <laughs> I mean, it's like every bad teenage <laughs> stereotype. Trope. Yeah, right. It's just it's all the tropes, right? They're all there. Um. Even his younger brother seems cooler than him, sort of, right? At that age, like yeah. everything is bad, right? His mom's super nerdy, um, but you know, uh, you know, like oh, you know. Anyways, he has a lot of things that's embarrassing to him, but he has a crush on his best friend, and he's deeply in love with her. But she's definitely Miss Popular. Everybody likes her, and she has this history of choosing like bad guys, right? These guys are losers or. Not necessarily losers, but they treat her like crap, and they're you know they're just he's like this guy who's like just choose me, right? Mm -hmm. Well, he finally decides to profess his love to her, and uh, he decides to do it by writing in her yearbook. So he writes this very heartfelt thing in there, telling like basically that he loves her, that he wants her to be his girlfriend. And whatever. And he's going to go into, you know, like she's, she's having a party. It was supposed to be like a small get together. But then, of course, the whole school is there. And uh, anyway, she sees them. Hey, come up to my bedroom. I want to talk to you. She goes up there. They're just, but not like it's total friend zone. That's why it's called just friends. He is completely <laughs> right. in her friend zone. And uh, so she's ha like, you know, they sleep in the same bed and hang out and all that. But, you know, there's nothing right because he's in the friend zone. Um, she, right. she has him up there in the room and, uh, he's going to like show her the, the yearbook. Some other dude comes in there to, uh, have her sign his yearbook. And essentially, I guess the yearbooks got swapped, even though I didn't notice it when it happened, but I guess it did because when he handed her the yearbook to say, here, here's my present to you. They were both giving each other graduation presents. She gives him this really dorky shirt. That's like <laughs> best friends, but they're like, they look like cats, but there was another there was a pun in there. I forget what the pun was, but um, mm -hmm. there was, yeah. So bad. So and and it's really it said friends tight forever. On. It said friends, friends forever. forever. There you go. That's right. exactly what it said. <laughs> and they look like two cats. And it's like and it three like sizes pink. too small. Yeah, it's pink. I mean, it just it's just the worst shirt. She makes him put it on, and he's like, "No, look, check out my present first. So she goes to read it. And then it's like, you know, like this, like, like, like a jock would write, hey, you know, you're super hot and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, huh? And he's like, wait a minute, that's not mine. He realizes that the yearbooks got swapped because she didn't sign the other guy's yearbook. He's like, I want to be alone right now kind of thing. So now he's like, oh, my God. So he runs down there and here's this dude reading it to the whole party, right? <laughs> totally, like, just embarrassing him. You know, everybody's laughing at him. I mean, it's really over the top. Um so even she even had the moment to like you really she even said you really said those beautiful things to me. He goes yeah, and then she's like I love you, and then she goes up, 
like he thinks he's gonna get a kiss and she kisses him on the cheek. You're my you're my best friend. You're my friends forever or whatever, you know? So he decides, like, screw you guys, I'm out of here. And he leaves. And um, apparently he left town that night or soon after because uh, I guess they never saw him again for, what, 10 years, 10, 15 years, something like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. So now it's fast forward. Now you see the Ryan Reynolds we all know, the good-looking dude, great shape, nice teeth, good hair, you know? And he's like <laughs> yep. this complete Hollywood rich well, rich-ish, right? Because he has a really nice job. But he's a playboy, and he knows all the yeah. tricks. He knows how to get the women. Uh, you know, you never. You know, he's also coaching up this other guy who's having trouble with women. Like, you never go on a lunch date. That's a friend zone. You never go. You only go out for dinners. And he's giving them all the pointers. He's he's pointing out girls who has got other dudes in friend zones. He's picking up this one chick is dumping him. He didn't care. He immediately picked up on another girl next to him. You know what I mean? And it's, but he's also dating all like these empty women too, right? Cause they're, I, mm-hmm. like they're all stereotypical Hollywood women. And, um, so it, it, he ends up getting lumped up with, uh, cause he's in the music industry, right? So his boss is trying to land like this big artist, this, this chick who's kind of on the come up. And, uh, apparently she's known by teenage boys. So probably like a Britney Spears kind of type, right? And, yeah, played um, by Anna Faris, uh, who is um, she's I guess from the Scream the 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 comedy franchise. What is it? Uh, just oh, or, um, uh, uh, t- spook scary, scary movie. movie, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and other things as well. But you know, she's, sure, she's that's probably her what too, she's but, most known for, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. anyway, oh, and that so, Playboy Bunny movie too, right? She was in a some kind of Playboy Bunny comedy movie. I, yeah, I yeah, called, yeah, but. yeah. That sounds right. I'm not, I'm not too familiar with all her work, but I definitely know her from the scary movies. Uh, uh, for yeah. the few that I've watched, I think a couple of those. My kids really liked them, or at least my boys did. So this is something we've seen a few. And they're they're kind of inappropriate to be honest. But anyway, um, so he he's getting stuck with this chick. I guess they had briefly dated before or something because they talked about a little bit about their backstory. So his boss is like, "You need to get her because I need her." on my team we need to have her signed or whatever so he's got to act like you know he's like like he's gonna fake date her right and uh she wants to go to uh paris and her plane you know she sticks something in the microwave anyways the plane ends up getting grounded and coincidentally it's in his hometown right i mean that was <laughs> I <know. a> shock. <laughs> like how did that happen i mean it was new jersey but still we're in he's jersey, coming from right. los angeles <laughs> And it just so happens the plane gets grounded in New Jersey on the way to Paris, right? Like, mm-hmm. but you know reasons, right? You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta end up there. So he goes back to his hometown for the first time. He's seeing old friends, and he bumps into the old flame. So that's basically the setup, right? So now mm-hmm. he's this good-looking dude. He's got all the confidence and everything, and uh, he bump, he runs into the the girl that got away. And uh, and he's going to use all his new techniques. And he thinks it's just going to be perfect. But, I mean, it wouldn't be a ro- romantic comedy if it was that simple. So, so far, exactly. what did you... That, so, like, that's what's interesting to me. Like, this seems like... I mean, I, I can see what you're talking about, about the comedy aspect. But, so, so far, you're you're not feeling the, the romance aspect of it. This is all comedy to you up to this point. I mean, again, I yes, there's it's a romantic comedy i guess i i i always saw it as just a comedy i mean right. and and you know all, most comedies have relational things in them and yes sure. this has a, a love a love story in there as well 
So it doesn't to me. This doesn't have the feel of a sleepless in, uh, sleepless in well, Seattle. Well, well, a... no, thank God because we both been bored. <laughs> right, no, um, right. But this uh, this is no when Harry met Sally. Uh, well, let's just get that out of the equation or uh, right off the table. Very this different style, a, of course. This is um, this is not very... a when Harry met Sally, which I will think that I feel like that's at the top. It, ironically, though, within this rom com, they watch a rom com. <laughs> they go and watch the Notebook. Which is hilarious. Mm, that's right. That's right. Because that was one of the moves. Because he, he decided to switch. Because you know, at one point he realized all his crassness wasn't working, and uh, he kind of blew it. So he yeah. decided, like, oh, she wants a sensitive guy. So then uh, he invites her to go see the Notebook. And then there was another dude who was the same <laughs> kind of vein as him. Which that guy was a nerd who was professing his love for her in the same night, ironically, and. Uh, he got shot down, so now he's the, you know, the the goose or, or whatever, the swan, right? He was the ugly duckling, and now he's, he's like, looks good now, and his hair is better, and his skin, because he had really bad skin, and he was mm-hmm. a guitar player, and it sounded like crap, and now he sounds good. But he turns out he's like a playboy. He's really just trying to play, whereas Ryan actually really loves this girl. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, right. I, I did like the characters. I mean, I, I thought, like... It's a little over the top for sure, but it's a comedy, and, and you know if you know what you're getting, it's kind of like in the vein of something, you know, um, something about Mary, you know, like that kind of uh, vibe yeah. where yes. where it's definitely over the top at times. There's definitely over the top characters, um, but you know uh, Ryan is very, uh, you know, you feel for him. He's definitely a very likable protagonist. I mean, you don't dislike her. I mean, she did nothing wrong. You know what I mean? Um, yes. So they they do have a couple of villains, and it is kind of funny watching him uh, face down because it's like the typical thing, right? The the jock in high school never got past his high school days, and now he's fat and bald. So he had that <laughs> yeah. moment, which was kind of fun. And um, you know, his mom is is kind of over the t- and and it's funny how nobody ever lets him forget he was the fat, ugly dork that could that pined away for her, right? Even when he went <laughs> to see. So he went to her, her house because she's kind of a loser, really. She works in a bar. She's trying to become a teacher, so she's a substitute teacher, but she works at a bar. She still lives with her parents. She's still kind of dating loser dudes. You know, she never left her hometown, I guess. So, like, they do kind of paint her in that light. Like, he's the successful one. He's on the award shows sitting next to P. Diddy, which now, mm-hmm. if you read anything about him now, you definitely don't want to be sitting next to P. Diddy. big scandal (laughs) anyway um but yeah like they mentioned like the famous people he's gone to award shows with and all that but um but it's funny even her dad was like yeah i remember they uh, used to come over and uh try to try to get my daughter while she went out with all the cool guys or whatever something like that you know what (laughs) i mean like nobody ever lets this guy forget he was the and then what's funny is you can start to see him slowly degrade he starts to revert back into that dork uh huh. Uh-huh. You know, like he got he uh, he wanted to, he was going to impress her, so he takes her ice. Uh, he wants to take her uh, oh, ice skating. It's one of my favorite scenes. I love right. That scene. And but his mom threw out. Of course, his mom threw out his ice skates. So now he has to use rental skates. And I don't know much <laughs> about ice skating, but apparently you never want to use rental skates because everybody min- mentioned it. You always get crappy skates when you rent them. So now he can't skate very good. So everybody's like, "Well, you never could skate." He goes, "No, but I'm really good now." And He's playing like ice hockey against these little kids and they're all like beating him <laughs> up and making fun of him. And, you it's know, and, 
Yeah, and then finally he he's like, no, I'm going to score. So he starts knocking kids out of the way, just knocking the crap out of them. And then he hits the puck really hard. And then, like, you know, the guy's like yelling, no slap shots. And he hits no it really hard. Slap and slap shots. Right. And it hits the pole, and then it bounces back and hits him in the teeth. So now he has to wear his retainer again. So it's like he keeps, like, yep. going down and down and down. But, um, yeah. I would say overall, though, uh, I did really enjoy the movie. I mean, I think it's you know it's 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 a uh, it's not perfect, but um, you know I enjoyed it. I you know what I mean? Like good. Yeah, I'm, good. I'm, I'm definitely a that. Ryan Reynolds fan. I mean, I love him in Deadpool, and uh, I think that's pretty I, he, much his peak is Deadpool. But, he's hysterical. I mean, he's a, he's yeah. a great comedic actor. Um, definitely for sure, and I think he really shines in this movie a lot mm-hmm. and it, you get the sense that they're all having fun making this movie yeah too. for sure they all the chemistry between all the characters i think is fantastic yeah um this is i think this is uh anna ferris's best performance i think she's hysterical as that annoying uh pop star oh who's for tagging sure. along for sure. I, I mean i she had so i had so many laughs with her Jokester changed the key on me. No one, Samantha. It's been the same key for the last 43 takes. Well, something's off then because I'm just not feeling it, okay? God, I need my guitar. We need to mix the tracks separately? No, my lyrics say dancing free with my guitar, Ron. So I'm gonna be real, okay? I'm not gonna let you and Hong Kong Fooey up there turn me into some poppy bubblegum wannabe, okay? I need to transcend. Are you guys even listening to me? You guys are assholes. You're assholes. Ron, you're an asshole. asshole. She's all yours. That I I I I almost there was a they there they started a little um a little trend that I kind of wish they kept doing, but it feels like the like the, the idea petered out. So he pawned her off on his younger brother, which is, com- <laughs> you know, completely infatuated with her. He got the poster of, yes. of her on the wall. And so he takes her to the mall. And, you know, like one of the things they set up early is she had a taser. Well, at this point, I guess yeah. he's holding her taser and he's kind of messing around with it when he's talking to Ryan on the phone. I forget the character's name, but, you know, Ryan Reynolds. He's ta- the brother's talking to him. And he accidentally discharges the, fa- the taser, gets her in the butt. She flips over the thing, you know, like she gets injured. So, and then later on, when he pawns her off on the brother again, he's supposed to take her to a coffee house to work on her music, but they mix it up and he takes her to like a biker bar and they're all pissed off and yelling at her. And so I kind (laughs) of thought they were going to keep that motif going or that theme going where she was going to keep getting kind of beat up and you know what I mean? But it's, I feel like it died right there, but, um, there was a really funny scene though where um, she realized like he was he was lying to her because he had been telling her things like I'm working on your you know like she's under the impression that they're going to get together and be together or that they already are together right um, <laughs> right even though th- we've never seen them do anything but I guess it's kind of like implied that probably something yeah. has happened or something she thinks something's going to happen. Like she's grabbing his junk and everything. And, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So 
there's definitely that she she's under the impression that he's down with her again and he's only doing it just to get her signed and she kind of knows that a little bit too but she's not willing to admit it anyway there's a point where the little brother uh lets it slip or whatever that he's over with the girl so he needs with this high school crush so um she makes him take her or whatever and they're out there singing Christmas carols in front of uh, the love <laughs> interests in front of their parents' house. And this, this, the father, this is his life's work, right? Every Christmas he has the most fantastic Christmas display. So he has the, a Santa from the early 50s, a robotic mechanical Santa on the roof, and there's reindeer and there's lights everywhere and stuff. Well... And, they, and it's a really pretty house, too, for that matter. Like an older-style home. She comes flying in in the car, <laughs> busting through the, you know, tearing up. Everything gets destroyed. The Santa's on fire. The reindeer gets dragged out the street. Um, Hysterical scene. Yeah, it, it was a pretty funny scene. That, that To me, and, that and felt like the Home Alone scene, right? Where, like, all the destruction happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's so well edited, too. They, they did a good job with that scene. It's it's The pacing, the, the timing is good. It's just, yeah. it flows good. It's just, it, it's a laugh after laugh after laugh. It's, that whole scene is just great. I think well, this is a it, very it, well put together movie. It's, it's, yeah. You know, I think they spent I mean, a lot of time. I mean, it's, with... it's a fun movie. That's kind of what I'll put out. I mean, if you're looking for something with a lot of depth to it, I wouldn't necessarily put it in that no, category. It's... But it's, no, it's kind of no. one of those like those fun, disposable kind of movies that you can kind of relax and watch and get a few laughs out of. And, you know, some of this stuff will hit home to people who's maybe chased the wrong girl or guy or whatever. And um, but overall, you know, it's it's just a fun movie. You know, it's, it's it has all those, you know, what happens when you go back to that small town you left or you see those friends. Because uh-huh. I, I don't know about you, but I'll, I'll run into like uh People I knew from high school, uh, some of them I never not knew because you still kind of see them from time to time. But, you know, every now and then you'll run into somebody that uh, you haven't seen since then. And um, they always seem to recognize me, man. And I'm always looking at them with like a blank stare. I'm just like, I have <laughs> no idea who you are. You did not age well. You know what I mean? Oh, but I always I never I never let on. I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? You know, I just I uh-huh. just never I just you I keep a generic, you know. Thankfully, they don't ever call. They don't ever call me. Every now and then, someone will catch me, like call me on it, be like, "You don't remember me, do you?" And I just like, man, I got hit in the head. You're gonna have to let me, you know, like, I'll, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, I've had a few concussions yeah. over the years. Fill me in, you know, like, you know, I try to use the self-deprecating vibe, but you know, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I have no idea. You kind of look familiar. <laughs> or there'll be people who'll be like, you remember, like uh, this girl I work with, she. You know, we went to high school together, so she'll always be like, oh, yeah, so-and-so. you know, And I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about. Yeah, you do. It's like, no, you don't understand. I don't. I had a small circle, and those are the only people I cared about. Everybody else were just like, they were like those, uh, what do they call them, GPCs? Or like the people who just walk around the... Background characters. Yeah, yeah the background characters. <laughs> on NPCs. Grand Theft Auto. NPCs. NPCs or whatever, yeah. Yeah, that's all they were. I, I, you know, you see them every now and then. You bump into them. You had classes with them, but I don't know. Like, sorry. <laughs> right. I'm the same. <laughs> I feel the yeah. same. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was a good recommendation. I mean, it. I would definitely put this in the Christmas adjacent. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, this could have been anything. It didn't have to be Christmas. Matter of fact, no. them going back to his hometown really had nothing to do with Christmas. 
It's just coincidentally it was during that time. Yes. Because them going to Paris had nothing to do with the holiday. It, it had everything no. to do with her just wanting to hook up, you know? Definitely Christmas adjacent, so much so that I had forgotten that it was yeah. Christmas themed to some degree. But right. I, th- I think enough so to where it's it's kind of I, I like I will probably watch this now now that I've kind of rediscovered it during the holidays because there's sure. enough of Christmas stuff in there yeah. that it, it kind of feels like a holiday movie on some level. I mean, it has Christmas carols, it has Christmas lights, there's a tree or mm-hmm. something in there. There's definitely presents exchanged at some point. I mean, uh it's, it's just not about a, Christmas. It's not about so. Christmas in any way, but yes. and and the movie could have been the exact same thing had there not been Christmas involved at all. It, it could have very well been Fourth of July or any other holiday or no mm-hmm. holiday really. But um, yeah, it, it really didn't need a holiday at all. I mean, it did need the winter only because of the ice skating scene and the snow and all that kind of stuff because that did have a little bit to do with the movie. But uh, overall. Um, it's just, I, just a good I think comedy. I think the holiday theme gave it a little more of an emotional. Oh, for sure, for sure. It helped, it helped sure. with that whole romance kind of, yeah, kind of vibe they had going. Yeah, that's so. something yeah, a lot of people connect during the winter months or whatever. Or you you think about yeah. loved ones, you know, or love lost or whatever. Yeah, some of that stuff comes up during this time of year for sure. Well, this movie is you know kind of special to me. My whole family not not just my immediate family, but my my brother and my sisters we all love this movie and we all talk about it often so we all kind of connect with it um and it's a movie that my wife and i have always loved we've seen it multiple times together and i think where this movie shines is again um i think it's a great cast anna ferris and amy smart and ryan reynolds even like his mother is played by the the girl from the airplane series with the Mm high-pitched voice i don't know her name I don't she's, either, she's but if she, if she, she that's is one of my favorite the, scenes. She's the stewardess or whatever. She's the one that yes. helps him land the plane or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. And every every movie role she's in, she's kind of the same character, like a ditzy kind of woman. Right. Um, but she, it's it's a funny. She's so funny in this. One of my favorite scenes is when he's on the phone with her, and right. she's like, "Where are you?" He's like, "Mom, I'm in the living room, twelve feet I'm away, like ten feet and, from you." Right. <laughs> and she's like, all confused, and he he's he's like, "Mom, please," you know, he's getting all right. annoyed. Hello. Jamie. Hey. <laughs> What's up? Listen, you're oh. never going to believe this, but I can't get a flight out. I'm stuck here another day. Oh. I want to apologize for earlier. Let me make okay, it up to you. Good. Do you want to go ice skating? I thought you hated ice skating. I used to, but, you know, I'm actually pretty damn good now. I'm the MVP in my league, in fact. Come on. Be like old times. Hello, Joyce. Mom, I'm on the phone. Doing over at Joyce's. No, Mom. I'm in the living room, ten feet away from you, and I'm on the phone. Oh, well, you know, I was wondering. While I have you on the phone, what would you like for dinner? We we have a choice between chicken chow mein or pot roast. Mom, please. It's a hysterical scene. I, I just think there's so many laughs in this movie, and Ryan Re- Ryan Reynolds can really carry a film well. He's got oh, great for sure. screen presence, lots of yep. charisma. He's very funny. And again, with uh, Amy Smart, who I really enjoy. She's attractive. She's funny. She's a great actress. Um, she always played. She's never like had a lead role, as far as I know. But she's in a lot of movies, and um, she always does a very good job in all her movies, in my opinion. No, it was so good. not only you know, to me, with alongside of all the laughs, I think, and it's hard to pull this off. This movie had heart, and the the relationship was actually there was some complexity to it. 
like for example, there's you know where he's he's going to sleep with her, but then he he freezes up and he's afraid to, and then it yeah. kind of goes back again. And it's there's and she's upset and she and they they kind of go back and forth, and then the payoff at the end is is pretty satisfying and you just kind of you feel you feel that these the, these characters um, are really in love, really care about each other. They have a history. Right. It's, it's well written. All that uh, I guess um, interplay between the two characters is very well written. He plays so well off his little brother. All that little slap yeah. fighting they do that is was hysterical. good because I thought I, honestly early on I thought I was going to be really annoyed by the brother. I, I just thought, like, but then you know what? I, 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 he grew on me, and there was even a scene where they were arguing, but then they admitted that they loved each other. You could tell that was a <laughs> yeah, camaraderie. That was cool. there. He goes, "I love you." He goes, "I love you too," and he gave him a cookie and everything. And I thought, yeah, it was kind of silly, but nice. it was actually was kind of nice touching. Yeah, I, I, I guess my, I, if I had to make one complaint about the movie, I thought the payoff at the end could have been a little longer. Like, it was like they were together and that was it, and then the movie was over. You know what I mean? I kind of felt like maybe, not that you needed to see them get married and go down the aisle or anything, but um, I don't know. I kind of felt like that it, the ending felt a little bit abrupt, but, I mean, that's a nitpick because I thought the movie was mm-hmm. really good. I, I might be nitpicking that just a little bit, but um, because then it immediately went back to the comedy. Because then it showed the little mm-hmm. kids, and then you saw the other kid got put in the friend zone, <laughs> yeah. which I liked that part. And I kind of felt <laughs> that like that funny. should have been the ending, but it really wasn't the ending. Then they showed Ryan Reynolds in the fat suit singing again. So mm-hmm. I, I probably could have done yeah. without the Ryan Reynolds part at the very end because I kind of felt like the movie would have been a better <laughs> ending with the little kid scene. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, again, that's a little disagree. nitpicky. It's a nit. It's a nitpick. I know. Like over, it didn't. It didn't like make me not like the movie. It didn't take me out of it or anything. I just thought like if I was editing it. I would have made that more of a DVD feature, like in the in the mm-hmm. startup menu mm-hmm. or something. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have had that right. in the credits, even though I know it's kind of a thing to have the credit. Or I would have let the credits run for a little bit, and then at the end I would have put that on. Like I would have let the cre- you know what I'm saying? Like more of like a mid credit yeah. scene yeah. or an after credit scene. Um, yeah. Only because yeah. I just kind of felt like I took a little bit away from the punchline. You know, because yep. that one kid realizing yep. now he was in the friend zone. Uh, yeah, you, you know what I mean. So I, I would, yeah. I think they should have stopped right there. But overall, though, I think this is a fun movie that most people would enjoy it, especially if you're looking for like a a light hearted comedy with with a rom com vibe to it. And and if you, especially if yeah. you're a Ryan Reynolds fan, I think this is definitely a good. I mean, his vehicle is funny. I I don't. I mean, I'm sure he could probably pull off a serious role, but. I you know go with what you go with what's paying the bills you know what I mean. I've never seen him in a serious role that I can think of. Well, I, I don't either, but I think of like uh, Jim Carrey, right? What do you think of Jim Carrey as? Right? You think of him as just yeah, pet detective. Jim Carrey, but he guy, does right. have a couple of serious roles, and <clears throat> yes, and I think I think Ryan Reynolds probably could do the same, but oh, uh, yeah. he's capable you know, what, actor. What, what's what's cashing the checks here, Ryan? The stick. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad you liked it. Uh, this is again a, a favorite of mine. I, I, I love this movie, and it does it gets better every time you watch it. At least for me, it's one of those movies that every time you watch it, it gets better and better and better. So it, it never gets old to me. Um, I think it's fantastic. Again, the the strengths are the chemistry between the characters. It's Ryan Reynolds can carry the film. He's hysterical. Anna Faris is hysterical. Amy Smart is wonderful, 
and all the jokes land to me. There's a couple, I guess, stinkers that are kind of weak, but for the most part, it's nonstop laughing for me. So I'm glad that you uh, you agree. Yeah, it's good. Good, good. Well, now we're on to the one that I have watched that I had never seen before. And again, as we mentioned before, we kind of put it up for a vote, and most people wanted me to watch Scrooged, which, let me throw my notes open here. This is a 1988 film uh, directed by Richard Donner, which I did not know. Yeah, I was going to mention that earlier when we were talking about Superman 2, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I was um, I was uh, shocked to find out that this was a, a Richard Donner film. <clears throat> so I guess I'll go over some of the, the stuff that I liked first. Um, well, I, I'll do what you did. I'll, I'll do a little, uh, I guess, synopsis here. So you've got Bill Murray, who's a big shot producer, a television producer, and it's Christmas time, and he's got this big production coming up of their holiday, I don't know what you call it, like their... They got a Scrooge event and some other stuff, and well, he's it's it's, it's going to be their winter, their winter end of the year winter programming, mm, right, right. Because he he's the big big wig at a let's just say it's NBC or whatever. You know, he's the big wig. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's going to they're going over their programming and they're going to have a big Scrooge thing is going to be their payoff. Yeah. So, uh, really, the rest of the story is just Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's and essentially it's, Scrooge for sure. It's Scrooge, but with Bill Murray. Um, right. So right off the bat, I, I guess what I'll say that I liked about it was it had a decent production to it. Like the, yep. the look, uh, the visual effects were good. Um, you can tell now that I know it's a Richard Donner film. It, it, it definitely has uh, good visuals, um, high quality production. Uh, the opening was funny with that promo that he did for. Yeah, I, I made some notes on and... that. Oh, hold on a second. Let's let's not go ahead. Let's not skip past that. So, um, what I want to know is why don't we have a movie the the day the reindeer died because <laughs> yeah. that was fantastic. That uh, Santa and the it, elves are under was. siege. There's terrorists are going to try to murder Santa, and the six million dollar man shows up. And he and he's yes. he's gonna lay the whooping down on the bad guys, and I'm just like that would have been a great movie. I mean, it's kind of like I wonder if um, the people from Home Alone kind of ripped that idea off, right? Sort of like to yeah, put a movie maybe. within the movie. Maybe that was in inspired or something because that's a great possibly. like in universe movie. Like you'll never see mm-hmm. the movie, and it probably would have been horrible, but the like the concept of it was hilarious, you know. And then I'll um, never know. There's hope because they did like with that um, Quentin Tarantino. No, not Quentin Tarantino. What was the uh, Grindhouse movie? They had the uh, they had the promos, but they actually made movies out of them. One recently, which was the Thanksgiving horror f- film, right? Oh, right, right, right. Thanksgiving or whatever is that what it's called? Yeah. So they had like fake trailers, and they actually made them into movies. So maybe. Well, never you never know. know but maybe, I don't think uh, I don't think Lee Majors could do it anymore. I'm pretty sure well, Lee's pretty old at this point. He's got to be yeah, in the seventies, yeah. I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> but it would have been great. They also had Bob Goulet's Cajun Christmas special, or Robert Goulet, yes. or well, Robert Bob, whatever. Robert, and, yeah, uh, the, the Robert Goulet's yeah. uh, Cajun Christmas special, and then a spoof on Leave It to Beaver. Call, uh, yeah. they don't know where Dad's <laughs> right. at, and Mom says Dad's out chasing Beaver. So, <laughs> right. Um, so those those were the three specials, and, and honestly. Um, I really want to see the day the reindeer died 
Because that yeah, just seemed pretty like cool. an amazing movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? But carry on. For sure. And so it started out like that. And I was chuckling and laughing and, and enjoying it. Um, and then it just went downhill from there for me. I, I, well, again, let me, let me go back to some of the things that I liked. I, like I said, like the production value. Um, I liked David Johansson, who was the guy that played the taxi driver. He was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. He was funny. I enjoyed that over the top character with the cigar in his mouth and, mm-hmm. um, the ghost like that came the... in. So he was, he was the ghost of Christmas past. Past, right. Right. He's the yes. one that took Bill back to his past to kind of let him see his parents, kind of let him see the the love that mm-hmm. was lost because his love interest was uh, the chick who played Miriam in uh, Indiana Jones, which I was, Karen I was pleasantly Allen. surprised. Yeah, I forgot that, that was she was in it. I, I don't remember her the actress's name. What was her name again? Uh, Karen Allen. Karen Allen. Yeah, I was I was happy to see her because I, I like I like that actress. Um Yes, I you mean know. she's one of my positives. Yeah. Uh, she's charming, yeah. she's attractive, I she was really and I, good. I, yeah, I like her a lot. She is a, definitely a high point of of the movie. Right. So um, he was hard Bill's, not, hard Bill's not to love like lost. Right. He so Claire, that was part yes. of the the past. Um, then you had the yes. the one I forget the lady's name, but she has that really high pitched voice when she talks. Uh, that was the uh, one. Yeah, who played you, you the, saw her a lot the in the eighties. Yeah. She, yeah. She was in um. She was in that other movie um. With the, what was it called? The uh, with the rats and everything, the big rats. What's that movie called? I don't know, but she was also on an episode of Seinfeld. So a couple of these. Yeah, actors she did a lot of acting. Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, the the Princess Bride wasn't oh, she? Oh yeah, in that? yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in the Princess Bride. Yeah, so she was around a lot. Uh, I immediately recognized her. Right. Um, it was okay. Like her, her, she was okay as the guy. I liked how she kept beating the crap out of him. I thought that was funny yeah. initially. I, was I thought okay. that was good because every time. So when um, when the other guy was switching scenes, uh, it just had like more of a natural transition. So when he was going from one, like it, it all was revolving around the taxi, right? Like he would switch the fare mm-hmm. and it would go to a different year. Uh, when she was yes. switching scenes, she was knocking the crap out of him, hitting him with a toaster <laughs> right. and punching him in the face and kicking him in the junk. So, mm-hmm. um. I like I I like that I I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, no no real complaints with with that. It was it was okay. Yeah. Um, and she was I did like present. his. Yes, and I did like the ghost too that came prior. Right, the, the one that you know, sets like, it up. The former the, with the, the, former the golfer boss. that had the yeah. the mouse crawling out of the back of his head. And some great visuals there with that ghost sure. too. Excellent. When he holds like, him out, makeup design and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he holds him out the window and his arms all ripping apart. That you know, looked very, legitimate. Very cool effects. Yeah, that looked yeah. good. So that all, I, I enjoyed all that, all that stuff there. But um, that, that's about all I liked about this movie, honestly. Um, again, there's not much to talk about plot-wise because it's Scrooge, and that to me, that's the biggest problem. Is it? If you're gonna do a movie like Scrooge, where you already know the story, we've all seen it a million times, and you're gonna do a modern version of it, a comedy, it, it really needs to be funny because otherwise, it's boring. And I, I don't think this was a funny movie, like, on any level. I didn't laugh. Bill Murray can, did not carry this film for me. He's he's way better to me as an eccentric, like in Ghostbusters or Kingpin or Zombieland, where he's, like, a, a strange, weird guy, because that's what he is. Yeah. He does not pull off a big-shot, rich producer at all. It just did not—I did not buy it. 
What about you? Because <laughs> I, I, I think I, I, I would say Bill Murray is the same character in every single movie he's in. Bill Murray. When I see Bill Murray, I say it's Bill Murray. So I didn't see any big nuance from this than Ghost. I mean, if you have to ask me what my favorite movie of Bill Murray is, Ghostbusters. And if you ask me the second favorite movie, it's the rest. I don't know. As a kid, I liked him in <laughs> I liked him in Stripes. Uh, but again, the Stripes character probably wasn't that far from the Peter Venkman character. And um, I liked him in the uh, well. I mean, he was I in liked the him in Groundhog movie. Day. What? I liked him in Groundhog Day. I see, and I don't like Groundhog Day. Remember, I told. Okay, I like that so movie. we we had a little talk ahead of time, and uh, when we when we realized we were doing this on Scrooge, or maybe we were talking about Scrooge initially before you put it up for a vote. I had mentioned that I had I'd started it last year and I turned it off. And when I started watching it this year, I realized, no, 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 I didn't watch Scrooge last year. I, I ran out of time. What I actually started to watch was Groundhog Day. And I was probably about 15, 20 minutes in it, and I just thought, eh, I'm good. And I just turned I, it off. I like that movie. I haven't seen it in quite When's a while. When's the last time you I, watched it? Because, see, I remember liking it. Um... It's been a while, but I, I guarantee you I like it better than this. Okay, I mean, well, I'd like to I've see seen you it watch times. it. You rewatch it, and I would tell you I liked Scrooge. I, I thought overall it was your basic Scrooge story. I will say there's one thing about Bill Murray that's interesting to me, because even looking at the cover, his hair looks better than it does when he's actually acting. I'm looking at the cover right now. His hairline is just peculiar. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking people with bad hair. It is what it, you got what you got. But when you're watching it in HD, it's very obvious that he's got this really bad hairline. And then he also has all these pock marks on his face. And I just don't understand how he's a leading man. I just don't. I just don't. And I'm sorry for anybody out there listening who's got bad hair and pock marks. I don't even got great hair. I'm not even, it's not even the issue. I'm not a leading man in Hollywood, though. So. Yeah, uh, you know, I I kind of thought the same thing. He, he's not. This he's is not a sex symbol. This is the guy he's that the not, girls are supposed to want. I, exactly, and I, I, that's part of the reason why I wasn't buying that he was this big shot film producer or uh, TV well, producer. Well, uh, okay, see, that would be the only thing I would buy because typically big shot guys are ugly and insecure, and there's you know, think of Harvey Weinstein, right? So that well, actually makes sense to me that he would be a Harvey Weinstein type character. I wouldn't necessarily say he was like sexually harassing people. I don't remember, but he did. Well, no, I don't really think he was a, but he definitely was cold hearted, right? When he was giving out the presents, he's giving everybody towels and, um, yes, he was a jerk. And he, that's, def that's, he definitely that's doesn't standard. care about people. He, he disregards his yeah. brother. His brother wants to be connected. Um, not to go too far for we'll get into the ending, but there was definitely the ending was just too much. Um, <sighs> yeah, I mean the biggest problem for me with this movie was Bill Murray. He he does not carry the film. He, he can't carry this kind of film, this kind of character at least on his own. Mm -hmm. And I, honestly, I think it was poorly written. There's zero charisma or or chemistry between him and Karen Allen. I don't I don't buy that they like yeah, each other was, very much. Yeah, there was I didn't buy even when he and then the other thing is is like. When they, you know, he plays the younger version of himself, and all I could think is like, God, your your genes are bad if that's how you look in your twenties, <laughs> right? Like when he's playing the like the young hair. kid, the assistant, and then that was the other thing is like, 
He was playing a bit, like, some of the plot was off. And I get it. It's plot for plot's sake. It's a comedy, so you're not supposed to take it too seriously. But if we're nitpicking here, early in the movie, or in the flashback scene, when he's at his youngest, not his young, he was a kid, but at his next youngest age, when he was, like, the male guy or whatever, right? Uh, mm. Even that, he was a little aloof. Like, the boss was like, hey, it's a party. Have fun. Like, the boss would care. Like, the the main tycoon of this business because they care about this male guy and then then like the next scene up he's like playing like a like a barney character he's playing a dog for like a children's show Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. the head executive of the company invites him to go to dinner with him and his girl and it's like why why would why would he do that again like can we like this is not like the head star of his franchise you know what i mean like that yeah, was weird because he had the big decision, scene. right? He had the big decision where the, he was going to stick with his girl, b- b- he being Bill, was going to stick with his love and go with to the predetermined Christmas party that they were going to have with their best friends. Or he was going to blow that off and go with um, the head executive to f- help further his career. So that was just yeah. odd. You know what I mean? Like that, but again, also it's they, comedy, that, so you know that same whatever. scene, and this is the difference between the two movies that we're watching here. Um, the writing between uh, the writing in reference to the two, the love interest, like the, their their love story, is terribly written. I mean, they force everything. Like that scene right there, that he's wearing that dog suit, and Karen Allen comes in, and everything prior to this is hunky dory, and then all of a sudden, right. out of nowhere, she just he dumps like snaps right there on the spot. Dumps yeah, and like, so all in, in in this like two minute scene, they try they didn't earn any of this. They try yeah. to like show this great relationship, and then it and then it falters, and then she dumps him. It's all in like three sentences. I'm like, and, and it ha- they- I mean, no, granted, I guess the implication is there was other red flags happening for her leading up to that. But you don't see that. You, you don't, don't see any don't of it. That. But. And there's not even any reference. Like, she's so happy to see him, and then he's like, "Yeah, hey, we need to it's go weird. with my boss right now. She's like, well, no, we got this thing, and it's our friends. And he's like, hey, this is going to help my career. Oh, hi, sweetheart. You almost ready? The president of the network just invited us to dinner. Oh, no, we can't tonight. We're going to uh, David and Kate's for dinner. We planned it for a month. But you can't expect a man like this to make plans a month in advance. We can have dinner with them next week. Next week? It's Christmas Eve. They're our best friends. It only comes once a year. Thanks, Phil, babe. Yeah, it is Christmas. It's a time to be a little bit less selfish, you know? Maybe if you could put my needs and the needs of the Frisbee show ahead of your own needs. I mean, I have been fighting for the integrity of this show. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. I'm sorry. I guess I didn't realize how important it is to you. Well, I'm willing to forgive you once in a while. I am. Frank, look. Maybe we should separate for a while. See how it goes. I mean, I I know you've been under a lot of pressure. Well, it's been rough. And now, a real loving and... Like, honestly, I have to lean with him on this one. A loving and supporting partner... Would have prioritized. Would have might have said, "Well, sh- you know, maybe this could get him a promotion or something." I don't well, know. Well, it was, but it was more how he talked to her. He was like, "Well, that, her she that was is definitely and... true. That is definitely like very yeah. dismissive and everything." I, I I understand that, 
But uh, but then you're also the like, why is she even with him? Like, what's her draw to him? He's not the most attractive. He's not. I mean, I guess that's kind of her thing, right? She isn't in for all that. She just loves him. Because she because later on when we see her when she's older, she's helping a homeless shelter and she's very giving of her time and everything. So yeah, but just, none none of this is earned. I, I don't buy any of it. The, their chemistry is zero. Like I don't care about them as a couple at all because they did not write it well and they don't have any chemistry as an actor and actress so it just fell completely flat much like his character as as this big shot producer fell completely flat for me i don't buy it he's honestly he's annoying in this movie he's always yelling and he's not i think they tried to do like my guess is they try to do like a Robin Williams thing where, oh, it's Bill Murray. We'll just have Scrooge in the background. doesn't matter. It's just the same old generic story, but it's going to be Bill Murray. He's going to be funny and witty, and we'll just let him be Bill Murray, right. and it's going to be great. And I he I, I don't think he knew what to do, and he wasn't well, very funny. I, I, I don't think I laughed. That's why I say I think he was just being Peter Venkman. Peter Venkman yelled a lot, and... I don't see yeah, a big dis- I don't see a big difference in any of Bill Murray's movies. Now, I'm not talking about his... Later, like these movies he's done over the last ten years, because I haven't watched them. I know he did uh, like a serious movie with um, Francis uh, Sophia Coppola or whatever directed the movie. I don't remember the title, but um, I've I haven't watched that movie, so I don't know. I'm just basing it, and yeah, it was fun mm-hmm. to kind of see him in uh, the zombie flick. But again, that was a cameo. That's exactly. Like, it wasn't like a, a and and he did a little bit in that last Ghostbuster movie. But again, he was playing Never the Ghostbuster. It. Yeah, it was. It's a good movie. It's Ghostbusters Afterlife or whatever. It's fine. But um, again, he's just playing Peter Venkman again. I don't know. There's not a lot of range well, I, there for me. I'll say that no, he doesn't have a lot of range. But I will say he was really good in Kingpin. He was hysterical in that movie because it was a weirdo. Now, see, I, I, I need best. to rewatch that movie. And now that one, you you could be a hundred percent right. That, that's actually in my uh, not my. Uh, Netflix queue. It's actually my VHS queue. I have a tape stack here. I've been wanting to watch and King. That's Pins a funny right movie. Top. Yeah, because I haven't watched movie. it in so long. I'm like, it's like that and the Big Lebowski. I feel like I gotta rewatch these movies. I remember yeah. liking the Big Lebowski and I remember liking Kingpin, but I haven't seen them since they came out. Like, they, they, these are like original rentals from whatever ninety whatever they I've, came uh, out. So I haven't watched. It's one of the movies. Since. The Big Lebowski is one of those movies, much like The Godfather, which I've I've never seen. <laughs> People always yeah. go, "What?" But I really need to see that movie. My, my yeah, kids have I, seen that, and I have. I seen remember it. liking it. I don't know which one I liked better. I I kind of feel like I want to watch Kingpin first because I feel like, well, I feel like that's the one I remember the least, and it has a big cast in it. You got what? You got um, what? Dan from Roseanne. You got Woody Harold. You got. Uh, the one guy, uh, I know, man, I'm very descriptive. Um, oh, the guy from um, uh, the the Vacation series, right? Um, yeah, Uncle Eddie. I, I, and also isn't uh, yeah, he's in it. Isn't uh, Totoro in it too? Um, the guy from um, well, you might not know him from Rounders, but you probably know him from. Uh, I think he was in the Transformers movies, and he's been in a lot of movies. It, it doesn't matter. It's got. I, a big I cast. don't remember. I know we're we're not yeah. good at this. This isn't good. We should be we should <laughs> well, be trying to here. remember people's names because we're terrible at it. <laughs> no, we're we're not, we're terrible. Yeah. Yeah, but cool. anyway, he he was good in Kingpin. I thought so. He he does have his moments, but I think he did 
terrible in this movie. And I did read that there was a lot of tension between him and Richard Donner. Um, and I, I do put a lot of this on Richard Donner because I don't think he's very good at comedies. And I think that this might have been his first attempt at a, at a comedy. I know he did like Lethal Weapon series and that kind of has com comedy in it. But I don't think he is good at uh, comedies. And I, I think there was uh, a lot of tension between him and Bill Murray. And you can tell Bill Murray just once I read that, I was like, OK, that makes sense, because Bill Murray just seems like he's just he's phoning it in. He's not on his game. Like he's a lot of this stuff was ad lib that he did, and you can tell. And it's yeah, just I, can I don't see know. It. It's just not working. So I, I, I feel like I, I, I feel like there's definitely um, moments where I feel like everything was firing on all cylinders, and then there's other moments where I feel like eh, I didn't like that. I'll tell you right now, I hated the ending. That was just so the most I. awkward, Awful. long ending. Awful. I hated the ending. I mean, I kind of understood it kind of what they were going for but uh I, you want to just talk about the ending right now yeah sure okay so at the ending he finally snaps out of the the ghost of future pre, uh, uh the ghost of the future and uh christmas future where he's dead you know that's the same story as all the scrooges so now he pops back up and he's in the because keep in mind the in-universe scrooge that they're showing uh, the production of their network show is live. So when he comes back from his visit with the ghost of future, uh, Christmas future, he's actually, they tra they always put him in a bad spot whenever they pop him back into wherever he's going. So he, in where he's coming from. So they drop him back. Out. He's in the middle of the set. So he's ruining their, like their live production, but then he just goes right into just going on this really long-winded monologue about, you know, uh, the real meaning of life and, you know, how you should treat people and you should grab, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and then at one point they start singing and it was just so awkward, oh. painfully awkward. And of course, all his people are seeing it, right? His brother... And their oh, family and so the family, cringy. they all are watching it and they think it's just the greatest thing. His executive bought like the guy who's basically the, you know, like the guy who's like, everything's on the line right now. Like all this pressure he's getting that guy. Initially, he's pissed off and he's going to fire him. And his his wife is like, oh, shut up and sit down. You know, like, you know, it's just it's so it's just too much. I hated the ending. And I think they were terrible. just like, you know, what? we just got to just 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 get this crap over with. I don't it know. Was very... I, I, I will say overall, I like the movie because I'm a sucker for a Scrooge movie. I like the Mickey well, Christmas Carol. I like all I the Scrooge too. kind of movies. I, I'm a sucker for a Scrooge movie. But that's if, for me. That's why I hate this movie because I love the Scrooge story, and this one did not do it justice on any level. It was just a generic Scrooge story, and it was trying to make it funny, and it wasn't funny at all. And it was not only was it not funny. It was cringy. It was boring. It was I. I didn't. I hated this movie. It was I will never watch this movie again. It was awful. Yeah, and, and it, it, even like, even so, their version of Tiny Tim was his secretary's oh son, right? I, so, I rolled my eyes so hard during and, and that moment. And the boy, his father, his father was murdered. You know what sucks too is because <laughs> so like initially it's like is he autistic because he can't speak, but then they let you know that the reason he can't speak is because his son, or the boy, her son, 
Uh, wit, I guess, I think, if unless I heard wrong, I think he witnessed his father's murder, or yes, his father yes. was murdered, and he hasn't spoken since his father was murdered. One or the other. Either way, his father was murdered. The boy hasn't spoken a word since, and they're treating him like he's mentally challenged or something. When as no, he was speaking before that. He just had a very traumatic event. Like, how about I don't? Well, but they're poor. So, I mean, it's, I guess it's easy to say. How about get him cancel counseling? But um, the reason he couldn't get counseling is he's poor, and also Bill Murray is a crappy boss who doesn't pay her much, doesn't give her the Christmas bonus. He's got her. He, he basically, he's keeping her poor. That was the other thing. There was another character, the Bobcat. What's it? Bobcat Goldfish? I forget the guy's name. <laughs> Goldfish. Goldfwaith or something, Gold, yeah. Goldwaith, whatever his name is. Bobcat. He was big in the yes. 80s. Um, yes, yes. He was in the Pri Police Academy series. Yeah, I was going to say, primarily stuff. from the Police Academy series. But I it's think. the same exact character, no matter what he does. Oh, same, yeah. He's yeah. he's the Bill Murray of the Bobcat universe. He, <laughs> he does the same, same, doesn't matter what he is. He's always that, he's got this really weird way of speaking. A Yuletide message from Bobcat Goldthwait and MTV. Hi. This holiday season, you can do something about the crass commercialization of Christmas. You can be a part of it! It's the MTV Scrooge for a Day contest. You'll be the greediest thing known to man, a television network president. You'll be rich, you'll be powerful, just like Bill Murray in his new Paramount hit, Scrooge. You'll run an entire network, MTV. For one whole day, you'll see what it's like to pick the videos. And coming up next, the entire Tiffany catalog. Pick the news. Bobcat Goldthwait today received the Nobel Peace Prize for his work with toddlers. Read it! He's the handsomest man ever to win the prize. Give high-level orders to groveling toadies. Go down the store and get a frozen pizza. As MTV's Scrooge for a day, you'll win a big fat commission from MTV Holiday Advertising and one day's gross from a major theater showing Scrooge, plus Levi's 501 jeans, Twix cookie bars, and Permasoft shampoo. And at the end of the day, just like Scrooge, you'll be gently persuaded by the ghost of Christmas to give 20% to charity. So send your name, age, and address to MTV Scrooge for a day. Post Office Box 899 Radio City Station, New York, New York 10101. By the way, I happen to be in that movie too. That may sound like self-promotion, but hey, it's the season. Um, I remember as a kid liking him, but I mean, as an adult... Me too. Uh, I thought he was funny as... Uh, what was yeah. his name in, uh, in the Police Academy series? Uh, what was his character? I don't remember, but he was funny though. Yeah. Yeah. He was a highlight of the Police Academy series for sure. I don't remember his yeah. name, but but um, whatever. Uh, Bobcat was in it. He was the one of the ones that gets he gets fired. So now his whole story arc is his wife leaves him, is left with the kid. Now he's an alcoholic and he can't even get drunk because every time he tries to drink, Bill Murray is just so happens to be in a taxi cab that on the one time they splash water on him. And then it makes the bag wet, and the bottle falls and breaks. And then he gets another bottle, and then the cab driver goes by him again and just takes the bottle out of his hand. And then he goes and donates blood or plasma, and he has money, but he's so he's so queasy he passes out. And then someone steals his coat and takes the money from him. So the, and then, but at the end, he's drunk. It's like, how did he get drunk? Like you didn't even explain. They never paid off how he actually got the booze because at the end, he's completely drunk. And he's got a shotgun, and he's shooting everybody, or trying to shoot people. He doesn't hit anybody. But that's the other thing. How did that play out afterwards? 
The guy was literally holding up the production studio with a shotgun. They're going to let that go? <laughs> yeah. They're just going to like, that's, yeah, that's it, fine. It's just okay, it's, it, at, you know. It's bad. It's bad. It, right? the whole They're just going to let it, that ride, though, at the end. I guess whenever it's all said and done, it goes, oh, no, he's fine. It's just, It's okay. And there was another yeah. running gag where that one chick kept getting demolished. Like, she got hit. You know, there was, like, some mm-hmm. production lady or one of the executives. She kept getting hit by stuff, and she was all Just bandaged up and everything, funny. and stuff kept not hitting funny. her. Um, yeah. So there was another I little mean, running gag that was going. Did you did you laugh at all during any of this? Uh, I wouldn't say I laughed. I was amused by some of the scenes, but um, I never laughed. I would never say that I had a, a genuine laugh, but... Um, yeah, I was amused I by the either. lady getting beat up a little bit. I mean, I thought Bill Murray had some good good parts. But like I said, I am kind of a sucker for that story. So there was a couple of moments. I never felt any, like, real emotions. Like, you know, the part where you're supposed to be sad, right? Because I guess the saddest part, I guess, would have been, you know, when you kind of see the disappointment with his mom. You know, his mom was, like like, pregnant and the husband's kind of a dick. You know, he comes home and... Doesn't bring the doesn't bring Bill a toy. Gives him cold cuts, and, and you can tell the mom's kind of a little disappointed. But she's like, you know, honey, don't stay up too late, and you know, like you could see like that genuine love from the mother to the son, and it that's what kind of choked Bill up. So I probably that's the closest I got to feel anything. But even I did feel the loss though. Like I could see like the the love lost. I mean, that's always a I'm always a sucker for that too, right? When the guy has the girl. And he loves her, and and then he loses her, right? I mean, that's kind of gut wrenching, I suppose. But uh, you mean I don't you know. mean that his relationship with Karen Allen? Well, well I, again, I mean, I, just... I, I but see the part, okay, you know, like movies are escapism, right? Like you kind of like relate, you try to. So you think about like, okay, I've been in a situation where I've lost somebody that I loved. So I, I guess you kind of like put yourself in that moment. But yeah, I didn't necessarily feel some huge chemistry between the two. But I also, when I see her, I kind of just think of her in Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? Like, just like <laughs> yeah, same. And they even kind of ripped that scene off a little bit when they were bumping heads and everything. And yeah, he's like, "I heard yes. here, and I heard here," and I was like, "Ooh, uh-huh. somebody watched? Uh, did somebody watch Indiana Jones recently?" <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, this movie, it tried to have heart, and it just flopped on, yeah. on that front. I, I was just, wondering how you were going to... I, 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 I could have went either way with you on this one. I'm I'm not I'm not shocked that you didn't like it, but um, I was wondering how I you mean, were going to go. I, I think it was an awful movie. I think it was terrible. Like and it, now I wonder it, if you would have liked Jingle All the Way better, because I don't... I, I, like, prob- I, I can't imagine that I would have well, liked it remember, worse. I was telling you ahead of the time, I don't think either one of those choices were great movies, but we were looking for movies you haven't watched before. Yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of thought, well, at least with Jingle All the Way, there's the Arnold Schwarzenegger, like him, and then there was like, there's a... I kind of told you a little bit the Phil Hartman character. There's a couple of characters that I think make the movie worth watching, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's a perfect movie either. And I felt like there would have been parts you would have hated. But uh, yeah. I wasn't quite sure when you ended up going with Screw. But I will I will say, though, um, after watching uh, the Just Friends movie, it was a little late, but I knew I had to watch both movies last night. And, and that was that was the one thing I did like about both of these movies. They're both about an hour and a half. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're mm-hmm. pretty solid. You're in and out. Uh, the third act comes around pretty quickly in these movies, which I appreciated because I kind of want I, they. I went into them feeling like they were a chore, and I and I didn't feel that way about Just Friends. I I enjoyed it. I was glad when yeah. it was over because I knew I had to get the next movie started. I was like, all right, you know, I kind of <laughs> know where this is going. Come on, wrap it up. But it wasn't because I did I wasn't enjoying the movie. It's just because I kind of wanted to get to the next movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Scrooge, um, I like the big sets. I I like I you know like I like I'm always gonna like the ghosts and all that stuff. I did appreciate that. I I, I thought. The ghosts were good choices. I mean, the one was just like a big Grim Reaper, but um, the other two, the present and the past, I, I like those actors. Mm-hmm. I felt like they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, that Bill did about the best he could do because my expectations were really low with Bill Murray. I'm not gonna. Lie. I'm not a huge fan. I don't dislike him, but um, I, I still kind of bitter that he's holed up Ghostbusters three all these years. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he was he was the issue because he thought he was bigger. And it's like, well, what have you really done, Bill? Like, I mean, other than make a lot of money and wealth and all that, you know, I mean, that aside, I, mean, <laughs> right. I don't think he's got, you know, he doesn't have his godfather. You know, he's, I don't know. I guess Ghostbusters well, I read, is his, his big, his magma. I would think you, so. Magma's I, opus, I, opus, what is it? I, I think Ghostbusters obviously is a one of his his bigger... What well, that's the for. movie. What's what's bigger than Ghostbusters? Well, he. I think. Um, I think Groundhog Day is pretty. Mm, is another one. I, I want you to rewatch Groundhog Day and then rewatch. I, Ghostbusters. I think I will. You rewatch those two, and if great. you can honestly look me in the eye or through the phone, uh, look me in the ear and tell me that uh, Groundhog Day is better than Ghostbusters, I, 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 I find that hard. I don't to know believe. about that. I don't know that I'd say that. I so just, then, Ghostbusters think, is his biggest movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's that's all so. I'm saying. I think that's his yeah. peak, and everything after that is yeah. just diminishing returns. And and to well, me, Ghost, and, and to me, I feel like the I feel like he he got into the there was a Jim Carrey moment where he was doing very similar movies, like he did Liar Liar, and then he did Yes Man, and they're essentially the exact same movie. I mean, there's mm-hmm. different moving parts, but it's it's the the gimmick is the same, and where I don't think Scrooge. And the Groundhog Day are the same gimmick, but they definitely feel like they're the same thing where a guy it has to get it right kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's basically the same story arc. He's a shitty and then he gets better. Because, right, doesn't he, in Groundhog Day, he, I think somebody, I remember reading recently that he went through that day like a, a hundred thousand times or something. We don't see every time, but I think that was the what the director said. Yeah, that something I, like that, that. that was, thing was... came up because in the series Loki, he relived. Uh, he had to relive a day a whole bunch of times, and uh, they said it was centuries. They didn't actually show you every day, obviously, but they made reference that he lived that day for centuries, and uh, we only see maybe like five or six of those days. But um, they made mm-hmm. reference towards Groundhog Day, and I think he was in the similar boat where he actually lived that day for centuries. Which yeah. I do kind of find that fascinating, but because you know, at one point he's just like, you know, screw it, you know, what I mean, like just being a dick, or then he had different things, or he's pointing out the pothole, or the very, I don't know, I forget all the the gimmicks, but the all the things that kept happening. But didn't someone get hit by a water puddle or? I don't know. Some weird things when he's going through that town. Yeah, 
So you're making me want to. You're reminding me how much I like that movie. I, I, I think you're going to rewatch it and feel differently about it. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm willing I'll to accept do that the same thing. We we can uh, make Groundhog Day. Well, or, well, you said you want to watch it tomorrow. I was thinking maybe we could just wait for Groundhog Day. When's that? Like in March or something? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. When is Groundhog Day? I don't pay Day? attention, but when that um, stupid that's uh, Groundhog sees a shadow. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's like it's it's in spring, so we can do that. Are you looking it up? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm looking up Groundhog Day yeah. date. Let's see. Oh, it's in February. It's right around the corner. February second, two thousand twenty-four. So we'll wait. We'll watch it okay. in uh, late January or whatever, and we'll do it. I think for, that's, uh, that'd be fun. That'd be there. Fun. You go. Play well, off we of got, this we, episode. We got our topic for an, another month or whatever. There you go. Well, again, I mean. Like you said, um, I love the Scrooge story. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, the the Albert Finney Scrooge. And I love the Christmas Carol one the, the Disney did. Mm-hmm. I love that story. And it, to me, it, that story in and of itself or, or on its own has a lot of heart. It's it's a great, not redemption, but uh, kind of like, well. Well, it kind of is a redemption. Yeah, he has a, he has a chance. Ways to, and, he can't redeem his whole life, but... He's going out on a good note. He's his his you, legacy is he's a penny pincher, he's a a bully, he's a slum lord or whatever, and he turns over a new leaf at the end of his life and yeah. he's able to right the wrongs yes. on his way out. It's like it's it's, a, a, it's, it's an a, older person like an old man redemption story. And I, I, I think I think hopefully me and you are never in this situation where we're at the tail end of our life and we gotta right a bunch of wrongs, but um, I think there's something to that story that kind of resonates with us. Maybe we have people in our life we hope, wish they Absolutely. would do that or something, or, or I, we know I love it. And it's it's a simple ethic. It's a simple moral, but it's one that's powerful to me. And I think it when it's done right, it, it gets me every time, and I, I love that that concept. And it's something you don't see in, in modern film too often anymore is is a ethic or a moral. It's, it's about other things these days. But... And that's why I love that classic story. And to me, you really got to work hard to to screw that up because it everything you need is there. And this movie was so poorly put together, and the characters were so just um, unlikable and uh, lacked uh, any kind of charisma or screen presence that it really tainted the story. And so much so that I was like getting annoyed. And like you said, the end. He, I think a lot of that monologue he did was was ad libbed, and it's just you could tell. And they could have done with some more cuts because he was stumbling over some of his words. And it's yeah. like, well, it, it's well, and, and then like the director's like, zoom in, like that would have been a disaster. <laughs> like what he could have started cussing. He he could have been unhinged. He could have started hurting people. Like was he drunk? Right. Was he on drugs? Yeah. Like. You know what I mean? And like but, you said, all the corny stuff with and the kid when he finally speaks, God bless us, everyone. We're, yeah. Are we supposed to smile at that? I, I, mean, I guess that's so supposed dumb. to be the heart wrenching uh, payoff. Yeah, get, right? get out of here. Talks it was again. awful. And, and it's like this scumbag get? gets to redeem that poor little child when his mom is putting in all the work. He gets to be yeah. the good guy. Yeah, I just didn't. At, at that point of the movie, you know what I mean? I just like, was like that sucks. His mom's. Trying her best <laughs> to get this kid to talk, and he chooses that moment, like and not the mom when she's blowing on his stomach and making sure he's 
taken care of and getting it like running, rushing him to his doctor's appointments and being supportive. Don't listen to those people's honey and all this stuff. It was the and great speech the, by Bill Murray. Right. Yeah, and that, that's, that's the moment it. that made this kid start to talk again. Like, dude, screw that kid. The kid and sucks. It was terrible. That whole ending, yeah. like you said, was just a complete mess. It was I was looking at my watch, rolling my eyes, like get yeah, this. It was very with. it was very awkward. It happened because it's Christmas Eve, I'm telling you! I'm not crazy. It's Christmas Eve. It's it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We 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 smile a little easier. We 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 we, we share a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year. We are the people that we always hoped we would be. It's a miracle. It's really a sort of a miracle because it happens every Christmas Eve. You have to do something. You have to take a chance. You do have to get involved. There are people that are having, having trouble making their miracle happen. There are people that don't have enough to eat. There are people that are cold. You can go out and say hello to these people. You can take an old blanket out of the closet and say, here, you can make them a sandwich and say, oh, by the way, here, I get it now. And if you if you give, then you then it can happen. Then the miracle can happen to you. It's not just the poor and the hungry. It's it's everybody who's got to have this miracle, and it can happen tonight for all of you. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, you the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these bastards who says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You just gotta want that feeling. And if you like it and you want it, you'll get greedy for it. You'll want it every day of your life, and it can happen to you. I don't, I believe in it now. I believe it's gonna happen to me now. I'm ready for it. And uh, it's great. It's a good feeling. It's, it's really better than I felt in a long time. I, I, I'm ready. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody. I think this is one of those they, movies that a lot of people remember liking it because probably the age you watched it. Uh, I The first I time I so. watched this movie, I was probably, I don't know, 12, 11, something like that, uh, whatever the age was. It was definitely early teens, very early teens or late, whatever they called before you're a teenager. But, um, yeah, and so I remember liking it then, but again, I was a big Bill Murray fan then. It's kind of, to me, Bill Murray kind of falls into that Eddie Murphy category for me. There was a time where Eddie Murphy was my favorite person. I would watch anything Eddie Murphy was in. And now you tell me Eddie Murphy's in, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> right. I get, oh, well. I get, yeah, I was like, well, okay. Like, they're talking about making a, a new a Beverly Hills Cop, and I'm just like, ah. I don't think you can match it. Like one and two are great mm -hmm. movies. One is is I don't want to say perfect, but it feels like a perfect action comedy movie. The original Beverly mm -hmm. Hills Cop. That's a really good movie. I think Eddie Murphy was at the peak of Eddie Murphy in there. And part two, I think was really good, but you can you can start to see the signs of Eddie Murphy uh, doing a little too much Eddie Murphy. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he's he's a little more arrogant and and and, it, and not, we're not talking about the character. I'm talking about the actor. You can kind of see the smugness. Yeah. And you can also tell he had a little work done. His face doesn't look the same. When you watch the original <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop, you see a young, hungry actor like, I'm going to I'm gonna be something. So it's a, it's a really good movie, that, that first Beverly Hills Cop. But, I mean, I kind of feel like they're the same. Well, except Eddie's a lot more successful than Bill Murray. But um, 
I, I, they're not draws to me no more. Like, I, they, you know, they, that that um, Coming to America Part 2 came out, like, straight to Amazon or Netflix or something last year. And I have not uh, had any interest even in know. watching it. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, okay. It's a little well, late Well, I for also that. read that, that Bill Murray, like, was involved in rewriting the script for this, and he wanted to, ironically... Uh, kind of put more effort into the relationship with Karen Allen. It well, got, it's too bad it that that of, didn't go through. Yeah, no. So uh, Bill Murray must be a terrible writer because he was pretty Or maybe he didn't get his way. He might not have got his way then because if if he wanted more chemistry or something with him and um, his love interest, uh, it failed. I thought she totally. was great, though. She, she definitely was. is the she most likable character. Absolutely. And his secretary. I think his secretary was yeah. really good as well. I agree. I, I, liked, I liked did, their family. She was very likable. Yes, um, yes. She definitely had, like, you know, you could tell she was very frustrated with them, but she needed the job, so she kind of just had to do what she was told. And um, yep. I think she was a highlight for sure. And, yeah, I, and I like agree. I said, I did like the ghosts, and his brother was fine, and all that. Th- those little bit characters were fine, but... Um, I really think but, that you, I think you nailed it. There really wasn't a lot of chemistry with him and the love interest because I really wasn't pulling for her to get with him. No, and he was he was like so unlikable. I was pulling her for to walk away from him. Yeah, like, like run! What? You're you're a beautiful. Yeah, this person guy's a jerk and making the world better. This guy's a scumbag. And unlike the real Scrooge story, where he sees the error of his ways and it's a clear thing and it's rewarding and it's satisfactory. And you have this, your heartstrings are being pulled, and you feel the emotion, and it's like, yes, this guy's doing the right thing. He had an epiphany. He had a rebirth. You don't get that. You get some annoying speech where he's trying to be funny and yell. Yeah. It just was, it completely fell flat. I didn't care. I didn't, I wasn't pulling for him. I wasn't pulling for their relationship. I didn't care about anything. It was just, and well, again, he, I, he wasn't I, I, funny. I will... I will give him, okay, was, let, me, let me cut you off here. I, I think the one thing that I think, is I guess the positive about that ending is they were trying to do something different. Like he was touching all the people without going to them. Right. Cause like in the, in the, the traditional Christmas Carol or Scrooge, he goes to them and gives them presents and gives the guy a raise and he does it all in person. Right. On the way. It's yes. like all kind of at one. If I'm remembering correctly, doesn't he do it kind of like, and here's your president. Here you go, tiny Tim. And then tiny Tim can walk mm-hmm. all of a sudden and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> So I guess he was just trying to do it all at once, like, you know, so he was able to touch everybody's life via television, and it kind of fit the character a little bit. So I guess I can kind of see where they were going, but I don't know why she, I don't know what his big redemption arc was. Because ultimately, the only, I feel like the only reason he really cared is because he saw himself dying. Right? I, I don't know, because I didn't care. So I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, because sure. like you know, he's seeing his coffin going, and he's like, "Oh my god, I got to change everything because I'm gonna die in ten years or something." It's like, okay, like I mean, <laughs> kind of self-serving, but well, I mean, he did give the one guy the job back before, right? He, he, he so he did. Bobcat. I guess, yeah, that happened before he saw the last ghost. So I guess he did kind of help Bobcat before then, but either way. Uh, I think we're both in agreement. This isn't our favorite Scrooge. I don't think I disliked the movie as much as you did. I think I got a little more out of it than you did, but um, 
I don't really unless somebody kind of makes me watch it with them. I don't really envision me watching it again. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty thoroughly disappointed. I, I, it started out good. I, I thought that I was going to like it more after the first like ten, fifteen minutes. Even after the ghost scene, uh, where the ghost, the golfer ghost comes in and kind of tells him what's going to happen, I, I was like, okay, this is visually pleasing. It's interesting. And then once it was all about Bill Murray and his relationships, and I was just like, oh my god! And he's trying to be funny and witty, and it just was everything was falling flat and not landing for me. Everything was awkward. His character was. Instead of being funny, he was annoying. He always yelling in this weird tone all the time. It was just like, and I wasn't buying that he was like this rich hotshot guy. He was just, I don't know, and nothing worked for me. It just wasn't a good, it wasn't a good character for him to play, in my opinion. Well, and well, as movie... far as as far as Christmas movies go, this definitely is no Rudolph. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it is a movie, right? It is. A it movie. is a movie. It we can agree movie. on that. Well, all right. Well, I guess we've dissected it enough. Um, I wonder. I wonder what our audience will will say. And you know, here's a challenge too for my wife because I haven't talked to her too much about this. I think she likes this movie. So I, she asked me how I liked it, and I said I'm not going to tell you. I want you to listen to the episode first. And I, I, I think uh, I, don't know. I think well by the voting, other than maybe Matt, because Matt, a couple of people, I was one of them, voted for Jingle All the Way because. That's the movie I, mm-hmm. I felt like rewatching. I like I said, I, I felt like I already rewatched Scrooge and actually by watching it I, I know I didn't, but um I knew I just wasn't that thrilled to watch it, but I, I it was fine. I mean I did I I can't say I didn't enjoy it. I just I don't think it's great. But um mm-hmm. uh I so I'm pretty sure Matt is gonna be uh one of the people who are gonna be on our side on this. Uh, I think all the rest are gonna think you're you're crazy. Well, I, I'd like to hear their argument, and I, I, I don't know if I, see. I, I believe that my wife is probably hasn't seen it since childhood, and she remembers liking it. But I, I challenge her to watch it again. I'm challenging you, hon, because I know you listen to yeah, watch this again. Yeah, watch it again and tell me, tell me why this is such a good movie because I don't get it. It, I thought it was awful. I mean, yeah. like a bad movie. <laughs> Just tell us what bad, you really bad think. Bad writing. Though. When, it, when it are you going to loosen up well. and really tell us what you think about the movie? Well, this is fun. I like telling people how how much I hate a movie. It's, it's yeah, because you normally don't do that. You're usually the well, I don't know. There's been a few movies you haven't liked. We, but we I both, even like well, more. I will say that this is the second time we've really agreed and bonded over not liking a movie because uh, <laughs> right. neither one of us likes Sleepless in Seattle. That was oh my gosh, such that was... a waste of time. Oh my god! I want my money yes. back, even though I didn't pay anything. But I well, but, I bought the DVD for like a dollar. I really want that dollar I, back. I like just it. as much. I did. I did. Yeah, that's I that, that was probably two ninety nine or three bucks or something. Something like that. It's horrible. But just as much as I like explaining why I don't like a movie, I enjoy explaining why I do like a movie, like Just yeah, Friends or other movies. For sure. So, um, well, I I, like- I I really that's but you know what? This is fun though because we have. Trying to find something, I mean, it's nice to revisit something we both like, but um, to try to find something we haven't watched, and then especially finding something we both like, like with Harry Met Sally, like I did not expect to yeah. like that like I did. And I, I genuinely <laughs> liked the movie, and I, I I, remember thinking going in, I was like, I just, I don't think, I because I just thought Billy Crystal, like, 
And <laughs> like know? I said, I don't want to redo it all, but you know, I wasn't that big on it. But man, I will say he was perfect in that movie. That was a really good movie, and I enjoyed it. Absolutely. And uh, Absolutely. I feel like that's an all-time classic movie that a lot of people, if you haven't watched it, you should try. Uh, I would say Scrooge, you could pass on. There's better Scrooge stories than Scrooged. Um, I would I would definitely go towards the more classic movies or the Mickey's Christmas Carol or something like that. I would do that. Yeah, absolutely. I would pass on that. I think uh, Just Friends is a really good rom-com or just a straight comedy, however you want to look at it. I would, I would recommend that, especially if you're a Ryan Reynolds fan or that other lady. I keep forgetting her name. Amy, what was her name? Anna Faris. Amy Smart. Anna Faris. Yep. Yeah, Anna Faris. Uh, they both shine in it pretty good. We'll definitely watch yeah. Groundhog Day yeah. for February. I don't know what we're doing for next month, but we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. I I, I think it's again it, it's um interesting to look at these two movies because they're somewhat similar yeah. in what they're trying to do with relationships and they're mm-hmm. they're kind of romantic comedies in a sense, both of them. Yeah, yeah and, I think Screws falls into it lesser less, but it, it has the elements. Yes. But uh just friends, in my opinion, was way funnier. Oh, it no was doubt. Way, it was a much better quality film. Well, it the was a more pleasant viewing experience too. Yeah, and it more most importantly, it had heart. You, you, there was an emotional tie with the characters and their relationships. Well, you pulled Scrooged. for the you pulled for the guy. Yes. You, 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 you didn't cared. pull against him. Like the only person That's... you really pulled against was his rival. The, the guitar player, that's the guy you yeah. didn't like. Dusty Dinkelman. Yeah. Right, even his, his brother his where jeans. he was... Well, even the, the, the singer girl, like, she was annoying, but you still had a little bit of sympathy for her, you know? Like, she didn't know any mm-hmm. better. That's just who she was. Like, you know, like... Well, you liked her because she was hysterical. Like, she was right. so funny that you yeah, just had to like... Yeah, but it's like, she was obviously, you know, the she was blocking the situation for sure, mm-hmm. but... You didn't have, like, any anger towards her, you know? Like, it was just like, Mm -mm. okay, she's funny. And, you know, if anything, I I mean, maybe not you, but I kind of wanted her to hook up with the brother. (laughs) They teased teased it, and I thought, I was like, oh, man, man, the brother's going to hook up. All that stuff was just, to me, comedic gold. I I just, that movie is just so funny. Um, But again, like I was saying, the heart is really what ties it all together. You care about the characters. It's good writing. It was somewhat complex, even for a, a silly comedy like this, and that's what really lacked the most in Scrooge. It had no heart. You didn't care about the characters, and they were poorly written. And on top of all that, Bill Murray was not funny, and it was poorly edited, and it was just it was a mess of a movie to me. So there you go. <laughs> There's my I'll, that I'll stop there. That that's the final. Uh, that's what I'll say as my final word. So. All right. Well, I guess I guess that's it. Um, well, this is our this is our last episode before Christmas. Like I said, it's the ninth, and I'll try to get this out as soon as I can. But uh, Merry Christmas to everyone, and uh, look forward to the, the the coming weeks and spending my time with my family, and hopefully everybody out there does as well. Chris, you got any plans for Christmas that are outside the ordinary, or just your standard Not work. fare? Not work. Oh man! So yeah, I, got I wish I could vacation. say the same. <laughs> I got a big vacation coming up, so I'll be off for 22 days. So I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Oh my yet. gosh! Are Obviously you kidding me? Some time with family. Yeah, I got 22 days off. Oh my gosh! Good. The majority for you. of them awesome. paid as well. Like I mean, the 22 days uh, that also counts the weekends that I would normally have off, but 22 consecutive days off. So 
That um, is amazing. Yeah, this is the time of year where we all benefit from being uh, public servants. Mm-hmm. We being my coworkers, well, you know. Right. I actually am taking some time off. I am going to go away with my wife for a couple of nights, uh, like three days, uh, in between Christmas and New Year's. So I'm looking forward to that, just to spend some time with her, because life has been so chaotic and busy that uh, a little getaway. But that's all I can do is a couple of days. I can't take off 22 days. My goodness, I haven't done that. I don't think I've ever done that. So good for you. That's great. All right. Well, that being said, a Merry Christmas, everyone. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Forgiveness is more than saying sorry. Merry Christmas. Forgiveness means accepting people's flaws. Hello, rabbit. <laughs> to forgive is divine. So let's have a glass of wine and have makeup sex until the end of time, time, time. Merry Christmas! Forgiveness does not mean It's really better than I felt in a long time.